Hey everybody, welcome to session 19 for All My Friends Are Undead. We are back, uh, and this week we'll be continuing on in the 1930s and um, apparently some form of a Bible study, it seems. Uh, before we start, though, we have to do the usual of introducing everyone. Um, so let's start. We'll start below me this week. Uh, Nate and or Gone. Who are you, and who are you playing this week? I'm Nate, otherwise known as Gone. I'll be playing Felon O'Shea the Ravners. All right. Let's throw it across to Stairbender. Who are you, and who are you playing? Hello, I'm Stairbender. I am playing the Toreador of the group Iggy Wright. I have finished eating already tonight, so you will not get to enjoy watching me eat. He did finish eating for once. Um, I think we're going to say that it was the brief delay we had. Um, and that's the only reason he got through dinner. So Yeah, I was going to say, uh, starting 15 minutes late had nothing to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go above him to Sodomi. Sodomi, who are you and who are you playing tonight? Hi, I'm Sodomi. And tonight, we'll be playing Catherine. Almost we died to Catherine. Who? Catherine. Huh? Wait. How many Woo! how many Woo! personalities? Oh, we have a third? <laughs> we have a third one? <laughs> no, it's funny because like Catherine's like the only one with exes, so my brain was like, okay, well, anyway. Um Karen, not Catherine. God damn. Anyway, um Alright, move on. We're good. We're good. <laughs> <Yeah. sighs> oh, all right, um, maybe we'll roll back and try that again in a minute. Uh, Mallet Editor, who are you and who are you playing tonight? I play play R R R R R R R R R and I'm playing <laughs> playing Damien Reed, the uh, Ventru, uh, and I will be continually having uh, Catholic school flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. And I, as always, am MPI. I am playing Gregory, the Tremere of the group, who is uh, best at all things technical and breaking into places that I shouldn't be. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm prepared for Bible study tonight. <laughs> uh, let's pass it over to, last but not least, our wonderful storyteller, Mark B. Writing. Uh, why don't you give us a quick overview of what happened last week, and we'll, uh, we'll head back to the 30s. You died. No, no. I have heard that again. I have heard that more times from him as a storyteller <laughs> in our 19 sessions than I have in my like entire like 3 to 4 years of playing tabletop set tabletop games from any DM and I love it. <laughs> have you heard it more than you saw it on the stream when you were playing Dark Souls though? Um probably not. <laughs> Rats, I still have more work to do. Mostly because fuck that game. <laughs> We have died a lot, though. I mean, at least we like get to yeah, come fair. back. Like we don't stay dead. That's nice. I mean, true. No. Six, 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 six. Fair. 
So, last week, you were asked to take on a more involved problem in God's system by way of a town known as Toil, Illinois, which is a town that has been stuck in something of a time loop ever since 1938, where something happened, nobody's really sure what, that caused the destruction of the town and subsequently the unmaking of all of reality. So you guys went there, and shit got weird. Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate. There were infinite loaves of bread, buildings turning into complete darkness, angels standing on the four corners of the earth, zombies rising up out of a graveyard and marching off to Jerusalem, bloody rivers, bloody wine bottles, and, of course, a literal lion. And then you were all firebombed. I I feel like that sufficiently sums it up. Is there is there anything that I might be missing there? I think that's pretty solid. Pretty yeah, solid. I forgot yeah. about the meatloaf. Oh yes, yes, I forgot the uh, oh, the, um, the skin bread, or as Stairbender called it, the meatloaf. That's nasty. Did we, did we all, by the way, did we all go back and watch the part where Stair very specifically said, can we throw the kid out the window? <laughs> I did. We really glossed over it. Very, very underrated moment of the episode. I'm sorry that we, we like glossed Sidomi, over that. I feel like Sidomi was the only person that noticed because right after that happens, you see him cock his head and then put his fingers on his temp, on his, on his nose, <laughs> like he's thinking to himself, what the fuck? And I feel like if you can get Sodomi to do that, you know you said some weird shit. Though I will note, I will note, that there probably so would have helped like the situation. Fire rides <laughs> after us or something now. Okay, so, in a statement that you guys have definitely also heard many, many times, you wake up. <laughs> yeah. You are in... A long, dark room that seems like it goes on for infinity. There are six chairs in the center of it, a blackboard at one end of it. There is what appears to be an angel made entirely of light, sort of propped up against what you would imagine would be a wall if it had the definition of one. Sort of like half asleep. When you all pop back into existence, he immediately just bounces off of the wall and goes... Congratulations! Uh, Congratulations. Hello? Hello? Um. They're 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 you survived more, you survived longer than anybody we've sent in there. You actually managed to gain some information. Well, I'm what, very what proud can of you. you. Tell, what can you tell us? Well, and he sort of raises his hand up into the air where a piece of chalk just appears in his hand, and then he strikes the piece of chalk against the chalkboard, and then in big white letters it just says, 
you died. But then the letters sort of shape around and they sort of spell out the sequence of events that occurred with each individual group over the course of the day. Okay. Fortunately, I was able to watch along while you, a lot of you were doing what it was that you were doing. Yes. Oh, really? That's yes. Good. Well, can you shed any light on anything? Potentially. I'm not certain what it is that you would like me to shed light on. I could only see what you could see. I could only experience what you could experience. So I only have the information that you had. But if there's anything in particular that you feel you did not take away from it, everything that you needed to take away from it, you can feel free to ask me. I unfortunately don't have the ability to know what it is that you want to know. And if I tell you everything I observed about this, the world will end before I will be finished. Oh. Well, I guess maybe to uh, break things down, what was the most important thing that you witnessed? Kalka kind of pauses and mulls over in a moment, and he says, I mean, I feel as though everything that was going on in there was important in some capacity or another. I don't I don't quite have enough cycles or pieces of information as of yet to make a determination that any one thing that you saw was more important than anything else at this juncture. Okay, I guess uh, maybe is there any one thing that we observed that you think we should focus on gaining more information about this time? He goes over everything, and then he pauses and he says, It's a book in German that you found briefly at the end of things. Maybe send somebody or multiple somebodies over there to collect the book and see if you can grant me more access to it. I was only able to get the title of it, but with some time, I could potentially run through an attempt to translate the contents and figure out what was in it that might be hopefully useful in some capacity or another i'm already planning on going to get it it's fine bring it back to you uh how would i actually get it to you once we leave simply holding it in your possession would be enough fair enough oh so do we still have the uh the wine well it wasn't wine but you know no, unfortunately, all of the things that you would have collected during the sequence of events have all been annihilated. We have the relative information on them. Though if you were worried about replenishing any of your blood supplies, as we said before, Kalka sticks his arm out and a soda machine-like thing sort of rolls into the space that you are in with what amounts to essentially blood dispensers with each of your names on them and little cups that you can take the blood into and drink. That's convenient. Yeah, he's gonna go get a cup of, cup of blood. 
Damien will if he so. needs to. Yeah. Can one of y'all grab, 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 meet me, me, one, one. Sure, dear. Do we have Do we have anything that I can take a few with me? No. <sighs> but all of your blood pools will be replenished of all. Hey. So, I mean, while we have a moment before the uh, next cycle starts, um, was there anything we wanted to discuss as a group? What's the uh, plan this time? We um, got attacked by a lion, so that's messed up. Plus, there's also the yeah. army of the dead that we saw. Uh, I don't think we should split up too much. Uh, we got two smaller places we can search so and they're okay. relatively close to each other mm -hmm. so we we have nine more disturbances to check out correct and Kalka strikes the blackboard again and there's a specific list and it says here is all of the locations that you have been to that have been uh, identified as potential hotspots. And then here's a list of all of the locations that you have been to that have been that have that you have not been to that have been identified as potential hotspots. Although he also lists a couple of the weird dispatches you got at the end, including the one where the dispatcher specifically told you to burn the guy's house down. Hmm. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of took that as just um general insanity going on. Are those actually things that we need to investigate? Kalko sort of cocks his head and goes, "I don't know." Okay. Well, I think maybe just going to talk to the dispatcher might shed some light. And we I can do, do believe that. you attempted to talk to the dispatcher. The first time she indicated that she had not spoken to you at all. The second time she did not respond on the radio to you in any capacity. Uh, yeah, I, I understand that. I meant, uh, I meant going to see her in person, yeah. Well... Then what's the plan? Well, my main concern is the commons, which seems to be pretty big. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we've already seen Army of the Dead and a giant lion with flaming eyes. So, and when that happened, we also couldn't get back to you when the meteors started, so... Well... I do think that maybe we need to focus on the lunch counter also because that was the first thing hit by the meteors. Hmm. 
I'm I'm read 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 the 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 tie 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 get 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 squash squash yeah dying sucks it's a good thing we did it once already once well like like seven or seven or eight times now man it just keeps happening actual actual death that's true. Well, I'll drop you off at the lunch counter. I'm going to go back to Yerda's place and pick up the book that Iggy and I saw that seems important and give Polka a chance to look at it. So, Do we want to stay in the same groups we were in? That seemed to be working pretty well. I think that's fine. I have no objections. Kalka at this point, steps in and says... There is one other thing I feel as though I should probably address with you before you choose to do anything going forward. Okay. Unlike your original sequence of events that was occurring, you aren't quite going to sleep after a sequence of events, so this isn't a case where you wake up from being fully rested. For all intents and purposes, you are just continuing to go onward. Hmm. Now, at this point, you have a choice to make. And I can't make that choice for you because it really depends on what you think is going to be most beneficial to you. Here is the option. As it stands right now, you can almost certainly feel that You've been awake for 8, 10, 12, 14 hours, however long it's been at this point. Okay. If you go back into the sequence of events now, you continue using the cycles, of which at this point you should have, Kalka flips through his notebook, four left. You would immediately go back into the next group of cycles. However, you would be putting a strain on your body. I don't know exactly how that will manifest, but it will almost certainly make thinking and consideration at the bare minimum more difficult. On the other hand, he then raises his hand and six coffins roll out from the other side wall. You can take a rest, which would fully replenish your mental faculties in line for the events gone going. However, as you can imagine, that would burn through one of the cycles that are available. Mm. So basically, from a systemic perspective, what that means is if you guys take the rest, you're at peak operating performance, but you go down from four remaining cycles to three remaining cycles. If you don't take the rest, you will be at a plus one difficulty to all of the mental rolls that you're going to be making for the entirety of the day. Well, I feel like we made significant progress during the first cycle. So I'm, I'm, not, if, I'm not tired. So I'm wondering if it wouldn't be beneficial to make sure we're at peak performance for what very well may be the last cycle while we 
get it fixed early. Also, I, want, I do want to note, Karen, for reference purposes, even though even though Karen yeah. wasn't physically in the body, yes, you're still tired. Yeah, yeah, I figured. I just wanted to make sure that you understand that Karen's just being a private. Oh, yeah, so don't we know. Karen doesn't. That's fine. Yeah. Karen doing Karen things. Uh, As Karens do. What? 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 Rest. 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 You think? They think. I say we sleep when we're dead. Let's get this over with. Soon rather than later. We're all very capable people. Damien has this weird vision of this weird tabletop game where a certain character fails almost every role they do, and do we really want to do plus one difficulty to that? New character sheet, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> you just made a second one! Uh, yeah, so everything should be fresh for the third. <laughs> well, all I'm saying is that uh, Joel doesn't want to draw more characters. That like... Right. I've been using my brain a lot for this stuff going on right now. I'm mentally exhausted. So we have two votes for no sleep, two votes for sleep. Um, can you remind me how many cycles we have? We have remaining presently. You have four. Ugh, shit. So if you sleep now, you will have three remaining, but you will be at full mental acuity to do what you need to do. Whereas if you go in, you're going to be mentally exhausted a bit, but you would still have that one extra cycle. It's up to you. Now also, does I that stack? For you. Two? Oh, I assume that the longer we're up, the worse it's going to get. Yeah. That is also correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I think if we're going to take a, a cycle to rest, we should do it now. So that way, if we don't solve it on the next one we're not losing another one you know what i mean so i feel like if we don't sleep this time it's just going to get harder and then we're going to have to burn that and then we've kind of wasted two because we didn't figure anything out and we had to rest so i would say if we're going to do it let's do it now and then if we need to power through from there on we can power through I... yeah that makes sense it will be more efficient uh Probably to rest in between. Change my vote to rest. All right. Uh, so that pretty much definitively decides that. Okay. All right, we're taking a nap. Hey, you guys sleep for eight hours. <laughs> Dream sequence. <laughs> I'm going to dream about this Taco Bell burrito. Yeah, that sounds dope. Okay, everybody wakes up. <sighs> you don't know. I did. don't think think they're gonna get you. You you did a cough cough. My back fucking hurts. Ah. Oh no no. Wait, does it? Oh no. I did endeavor to make the coffins as, as comfortable as they could possibly be. Oh, My knowledge on vampires is somewhat limited. It, it was 
It just creep creeps me 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 out out. Well, what do you sleep in at home? A bed. Vampires are very different from how I have been told. Uh, maybe you've been watching too much tea. Uh, tea? TV. I do not watch television. Oh. Do they even have television in like? No, they they wouldn't. They wouldn't. Any any any. We we need to go go get get to squash squash. By me 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 me. Again. Or maybe not. Yeah, we could die some other fantastic way, Ari. Don't, don't stomp on our dreams. No, no, fences, but all, all, been hap, hap, me, 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 is me get thrown, thrown, out, 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 build, build, and crack, crack, crash. Yeah, but like, it was kind of fun though, wasn't it? A little bit. No, no. The one time was kind of fun. The, 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 the one, one to the night time, time, sure, sure. That was the time, time, num, num, six. Seven, seven, I don't know. Yeah, as long as I feel like Ari's being very judgmental about the concept of dying in horrible ways, and I'm not really sure how I feel about it right now. <laughs> No, I'm tired, 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 did it die, die, the same way, wait. Well, you might die a different way. I mean, you haven't gone to all the different places yet. Maybe you'll meet the lion and the lion will eat you. Wouldn't that be exciting? Yeah. I can pay you one of the lion. probably kill the lion, though. I mean, you can, hypothetically. Anyway, so... Kalka gestures to the seats and says, well, then, whenever you are ready. Okay. We'll go and I'll stop at the Yoda house, grab the books and stuff, then let's just take care of the... I'm sorry, the what? The books and stuff. No. No. Where are you going? I believe he needs the Yoda residence. Yoda? Yoda? Whatever. <laughs> We'll grab that, then we can just take care of the southern part of town first, so we're at least close to each other, then we can move to the north. Mm -hmm. I... <laughs> Sorry, I just realized I had a soy sauce packet explode in my drawer. Oh, that's oh, no. that's probably great. Well, Fallon will take the seat behind the driver's side area, where it will be. Wait, the driver's seat? Yes. Okay. As we established, you want to drive? Best driver. No. <laughs> I, I mean, can you drive. can, but. I need a no. little bit. Does anybody have more than a one in drive? Let's see. <laughs> Balin has a two. Excuse me, in drive. Karen has a one Karen in drive, one. but Karen's not here right now. Iggy <laughs> has a one in drive. So, I mean, Iggy, Iggy or Karen can drive the car, but Karen's not here right now, so. How many points does Damien have? Probably Damien none. Everybody drives him. Drive. He has somebody drive him everywhere. I Correct. Know. That was his rationale. That was, in oh, point of fact, thought... his rationale. He doesn't know how to drive. 
shit. I thought he had, I thought he drove a couple times. Hmm. No, we even discussed that during my character creation. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm just... Look, Iggy's surprised. <laughs> and Fairbender is too. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah. You guys get into the car. Uh-huh. And after a moment, there's a flash of white light, and then you are in a police car on a dusty old road in 1938. And then the radio keys up and you hear, Alright boys, I hope you had a big breakfast because I ain't never seen it so busy out there since the Hooverville popped up on Route 9. The phone's ringing off the hook and people is acting foolish all over. It's gonna be a long day. And then she goes through the list of all of the different places that we've gone through. I can't mimic that 100%, so I'm not going to try. Just, Damn. you know, it's the same list of... I can't do it. I just, I can't do it. <laughs> I just record it. Be sure, sure, it. go, go back, back, and watch, so, so, 8, full lit, lit list. Ellen grabs the radio and goes, got it, going to Yarda residence. We'll check in as needed. And just to get there as fast as he can, he flips on the sirens and pretty much guns it up towards Yarda's place. At which point you discover the police car does not really have sirens because there's only one major road that it goes up and down. Xander sits outside the window and goes, Wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, you crazy, beautiful son of a bitch. Let's go. I appreciate weren't it. You, weren't you going to drop us off at uh, the lunch counter? I'll drop you off after we grab this, and then we'll head to a southern area. It'll just be real quick. Okay, right. since you guys have already been through the, the sequence of events at the, uh, the Yurida residence... I already have it planned out how I'm going to deal with that. Okay, so... You guys my, go question up is, hmm? my question is, if we're going there first, like right at the beginning, is it too late? Is the boy already dead? Oh, yes. That's Why the not? reason that the phone call was made from the Yurta residence is, is quite literally because he's already dead. So, okay. The police car pulls up in front of the Yurta residence. Take it away there, Phelan. Okay, so he turns to everybody and just says, "Wait here, I'll be right back." Oh, go up the, go up to the. Are door. you gonna punch out an old lady? I just need to know if no, you're gonna punch. No, out. I'm okay. not gonna punch her out. He walks up to the door. Not without and me. <laughs> just walks in. Uh, Is he gonna punch out an old lady? I, I would. would, would. I mean, I mean, we know Xanthor would already. Oh, easy. Automated drink the blood, the wine. <sighs> He's gonna, okay, he's going to walk up to the door, fine, yes. Just open it, walk in, and holler out, Police, yes, I know, your son's dead, the wine is poison, that's what killed him. I need to get into his room, thanks. You just hear, like, some awful bawling from the kitchen as you go up the stairs. Oh, God! Okay, uh, so the door itself is locked right now, correct? Yes. Okay, I'm going to try and bash it down with a... Strength wall, I guess. Or kick it in, at least. 
Okay, I'm going to need uh, you to give me a dex plus brawl roll well, difficulty okay. of six, please. And it's four successes. Okay, give me a strength roll against the door. Uh, should I add three to that for the three successes, or? Sure. One success, or two successes, sorry. The, the door buckles a little bit, and you bruised your knuckle. I kicked, so I'm going to kick again. Okay. The, the, the door bows a little bit, and your knee hurts. I don't know. Fucking... Let's get it on with it. You fucking kick the door in. The, yeah. the room is, is still... I was hoping he was going to fucking do it in one success or that he was going to botch and then just break his leg and just go rolling down the stairs. And then we all okay. just start sitting in the car waiting for him. Yeah, you're all sitting in the car waiting for him and you just see him go. You're just watching in the front door, which he left open. Just hear, ow! And then just watch him go thump, 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 thump. Uh, thump, 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 and then just roll, like, out into the front yard. Iggy just has to go up and go, God, I got this. <laughs> okay, so you kick the door in. The walls are still covered in crazy writing and all sorts of other stuff that you can't make hide nor hair of, and there is still a German book in the middle of the room. So he goes up, grabs the book, flips it open, grabs the Masonic key, puts it in his pocket, puts the book under his arm and leaves and goes, uh, thank you for your time. <laughs> Do you shut the door behind you, or do you leave it open? I leave it open. Alright. So you guys can still hear, like, the horrible fucking wailing of the, of the woman with her dead son as he gets into the car, pops a fucking Yui, and drives away. Wee-woo, wee-woo. You're, you're terror, 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 terror. I just, I see this vision of writing in the sky that says, Humanity Point Lost. <laughs> Why? Why? It's her fault. She stopped crying. She, I am gonna. I am gonna need you to give me a humanity point, a humanity roll there, Nate. Okay. Difficulty what? Uh, since you already know that this event was going to happen, and you're specifically just sort of fast forwarding it, a uh, six. Two successes. Okay, so you managed to avoid losing humanity for now. <laughs> for now. So, uh, with that, he'll, head, he'll drive back down to the bridge crossover and stop in front of the LMP, please. That is a J, motherfucker. LMJ, whatever. J, how do you mistake a J for an L? They go in different directions. I like what he changed, Ooh. though. <laughs> Are you... LMP. Jam. <laughs> whatever. It's JMP. Whatever the friggin' lunch counter is. I'll drop them off there. Okay. So are we keeping the same groups as last time? Uh, yeah, yes. I think that works. Sure. Unless yes. anybody wants to change, I'm fine with it. No. 
Okay. Damien, Greg, and Ari get out of the police car. As they're walking the lunch counter. Hmm? As they're walking toward the door, Damien says, "No bonking this time." Look, man, they better not sass me. I won't bonk them. And what you 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 did you think think guy was was gonna hit hit that guy? Yeah, okay. Well, let's not bonk someone so badly that we can no longer get information on them because their brains are coming out of when they're. Hey, not my fault. Fault. Greg, Greg, help, help, help. I was aiming to kill, kill the guy, guy. I mean, how are you gonna blame it on? That got worse. That got worse. <laughs> let's, just, let's just let's just figure out what's going on here. Try to you know think like a cop. Oh, maybe that's bad advice. Um, donuts. Yes. yes. Donuts. Like, like good, like good cops, like from you know, Kawaii Five O. So so I can can beat 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 you you you. I don't want to delete salt, 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 blah, 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 Okay, just, just let's go. Before, before we move on here, uh, where is, where is Phelan taking the other group? Uh, further south to Sewell residence. Okay, just wanted to check. Okay, so we will start with J&P lunch counter crew. Let me okay. get there in the book real quick. <laughs> so, as you walk up to the J&P lunch counter, you can see an older woman sitting out on the street corner next to the J&P lunch counter. There's soot all over her chin, and she is just sobbing inconsolably ma'am are, are you all right she looks up and through her through her sobs she goes oh thank goodness the police are here ma'am can you can you tell me what happened this is some some trick being played on me by the vile fornicators inside that building the fornicators huh there's a lot of fornication in this town. It's the 1930s. What else did they do? I'm gonna whisper, whisper, and Greg, Greg, because this is ear, ear, sounds, sounds, this is the light, like, like a par, par, par. So, okay, can you, can you maybe explain a little? They gave me, I came in and they gave me a sandwich, and I, I took a bite at it, and it, it, it was just. Ashes in my mouth, and now I can't stop crying. Okay. So, did you want to speak to a manager? Or... I want you to do something about them. Those vile, sinful women did this to me, and I want to press charges. And what was your name? Who I'm talking about? The owners of this lunch counter. And what was your name, ma'am? She looks up at you and she goes, "You know damn well who I am. 
I'm Jesse May Linwood. Um, well, um, Jesse May Linwood, um, what makes you think they care enough to do this to you? Always had it in for me because I have been aware of their vile and sinful ways. Which are? They are. They are fornicators, violating the Lord's word. I, I hate, 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 did, 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 ask, ask, but, but, did, did, why, 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 did, 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 did you come, come here, here, bring the, the, the first, first, did, did, play, places. That's a well, pretty solid question. Them, of course. Hmm? Well, to keep an eye on them, of course. Then why? You're a busy, Yeah. I resent that accusation, young lady. You resent that accusation. Why did you order food from someone's restaurant who you apparently have so many problems with. I mean, to be fair, it is the only lunch counter in town and their food is quite tasty. But they're fornicators. Well, I need to be here regardless in order to... Okay, I guess I don't... Eye on the situation. I guess I don't have to understand whatever your terrible reasoning is. is um... Do you have the sandwich? Like, I assume I you didn't finish it. Inside. I left the sandwich inside. Okay. No, I guess we'll go I'm in and... Yeah. Don't, uh... Don't, don't go anywhere. And, well, I'm, I, I want to go inside and, uh... See about this sandwich. Yeah. So is... So is Damien. Okay, so the three of you walk into the J&P lunch counter. It's nice-ish for the 1930s. It looks about what you would expect, but they keep it up and it looks reasonably clean. Behind the counter, there are two women looking nervously out the door slash at you as you walk in and sort of comforting one another over the situation. There are also a few people around the lunch counter who are just sort of looking around kind of rubbernecking for lack of a better way of describing it though they are eating obviously so Damien's gonna walk up and say hello ladies they both look at you and the one on the right says hello officer oh so I assume that you have spoken to Miss Linwood outside Yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could shed some, shed some light on her big accusations. She shrugs and she says, I don't, I don't know what has come over her. So she points over to where Jesse May was sitting and says, as you can see, I mean, her sandwich is right there. It's still intact. There's no ashes in it at all. Uh, I'm going to go look at it. It's a sandwich. What? It looks to be a ham and cheese on rye. Okay. Um, is there anything else on it, like condiments or anything, or is it literally just like ham, cheese, bread? Some mayonnaise. Okay, cool. I, I have a bit, 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 b
lately. The outside side. Call, call, call. Y'all, y'all. Foreign, foreign, foreign. So the two of them look at each other, and then they look at you, and the one on the left goes, That has been a thing with her for ever since we have come to town. I swear, we are just sisters living together, taking care of this lunch counter, taking care of one another. And this woman has decided that, that we are living in sin with one another. Can you believe the audacity, the gall, the oh. nerve of this woman? Just because you live together without being involved in a marriage with a man, that's what? What? She, she's accusing them, them of incest. No, she's accusing them of being lesbians pretending to be sisters. Oh, not, not quite, quite. But yeah, yes. Okay, Gregory, since you have three in all I don't spec, think there's anything wrong with that at all, actually. Several of the people in the lunch counter immediately turn and look at you very angrily. <laughs> It is 1938, regardless of how we as people feel, choose your next words carefully, or Damien is about to meet a very quick and painful end. Damien's going to use awe to end that right now. I didn't say what did I say. Yeah, I know. You know what? Never mind. Anyway, Greg, since you have all specs. Yes. I'm not, I'm not. I understand, but I'm not getting into this. It's... Uh, I would like for you, please, to give me a perception plus awareness roll at a difficulty of six. Oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped the dice. <laughs> <laughs> Set a perception plus awareness difficulty of six. Well, I think I'm going to roll these dice the rest of the night. One, two, three, four, five, six successes. Oof. Damn. I was going to say Damien has all specs too, but uh, I don't think it matters. Well, he had three, which is why I specifically asked him. Okay, so... What do I notice? The first thing you notice is that the sandwich just is, is a normal sandwich. Okay. It is a completely reasonable, totally normal sandwich. There is nothing that you can determine. There's nothing you can determine abnormal about the sandwich at all. Like, it's just, it's, for all intents and purposes, it is literally just a normal-ass sandwich. Gotcha. The second thing you noticed is that the way, the way that uh, Jenny and Penny, the, 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 the young ladies who run J&P's lunch counter, are with one another, they are quite clearly uh, in, in a romantic relationship of some type or another. Okay. Um, do they have any employees, or is it just them? Oh, there's one or two other people that are sort of helping tend the the uh, the lunch counter, but for the most part, it's mostly just them. Okay, uh, I want to um, 
ask one of their like employees, just like, can you can you kind of mind the the shop and watch the counter for a little while? And so the two the 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 employee shakes his head and goes, "I can't cook." The only people here who know how to cook are Miss Jenny and Miss Benny. It's okay. It'll only be a few minutes. I just want to talk to them privately. I, you understand. Okay. Well, I can make sure that I refill drinks and stuff. Sure. So will... Jenny and Penny sort of look at one another, and then they look at you, and they they sort of cock their heads, and they go, is everything okay, officer? I want to just, like, pull them in the back, like, okay. back, just so, like, customers and stuff can't hear our conversation. Right. It's like the kitchen area. Right. And uh, I just, and then I just want to like continue whatever we're going to talk about from there, um, kind of, and just like you know whatever your personal lives and businesses ain't none of my problem. I just want to try to figure out what's what has happened with uh, our uh, lovely um, patron outside. So Penny sort of scratches her head and goes, "Well, that's mighty progressive of you. I don't." really have an answer to that question for you I'm afraid. As we said, <coughs> she bit into her sandwich, then suddenly proclaimed that we had tried to poison her and just started sobbing her eyes out. Has uh, I don't have a good answer for what happened, I'm afraid. Does she ever do anything like this before? Or is is she normally pretty composed other than, you know, why she's here? Jenny sort of shrugs and says she has never been quite so brazen, I guess you could say. <laughs> she has certainly never been in a position where she has been sobbing out in front of our restaurant or anything of that nature. I would say she's always trying to catch us living in sin or something of that nature. <laughs> but this is she has never been like this before no sir okay has uh have you noticed anything else strange around the like around the the shop today or is anyone else like any strange characters or anyone stand out to you they both look at each other and then they look at you and they go no sir not at all okay it's been same as any other day we are we are pretty busy but we're always pretty busy this has been, again, the first time that we've been in a position where somebody has claimed that we've attempted to poison them, but otherwise it's been a pretty normal day so far. Okay. Um, do you, uh, do either of you have any other questions for him or anything? I, I did it like, 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 did it try, try some, some, the thing, thing, y'all did it, don't mind my mind, did it. Would did y'all be will will the the thing did it make make give you fresh fresh sand 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 did it wait 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 I want want to just see some some the thing thing they both nod and they go okay they both make a they they both get together and one of them puts together the sandwich while the other one sort of just waits. Right, can. So I'm gonna gonna, gonna split split two 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 half half. I did like like bite 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 one one half. Okay, what are you doing with the other half? 
I'm gonna gonna take take did it out 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 to the the I'm sorry. What was that? Gonna gonna take take did it out 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 Oh, you're just gonna you're just gonna bite into the sandwich. You're gonna take the other half outside as you're biting into the sandwich. Sure, sure. Like I'm just I'm just trying to understand this. You can understand here. Okay, so you bite into the sandwich. And immediately upon biting down on it, your mouth is just full of ash. <laughs> huh. <coughs> As you walk back out into the main area, you can see one or two other patrons apparently have had the same thought of just going back to their meal. And they're also, like, spitting up ash. Also... Ari, you can't stop crying. <laughs> just, just did it. What I did it. Yeah, this is great, great. Did it. I'm not, not. Did it. R P P P. That. Did it. I spoke a bit. Too long. On, on. This is make, make, make. I got you. There we go. <laughs> I, I can I also would be happy to step in. <laughs> I mean, there's an easy way to resolve that. Put the sandwich in your mouth. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, There's no, that's okay. Here. I'm fine without it. Don't worry. Um, I, think I, I get the point. Hi. Hmm. Okay. So, they don't really like Jenny and Penny. Both don't really seem to know what's going on. So. Can, uh... Jenny is off. Like Jenny is like desperately trying to like go around the restaurant and try to figure out why there are multiple people spitting up ashes. Penny has headed into the back of the restaurant where you guys were talking a couple of minutes ago to get more ice for Plus, the complimentary drinks. My cry, cry, getting blood, blood, blood. No. Well, yes, but no. You are so, crying blood because you are a vampire. Everybody else is clearly seeing it as just like normal human tears. Right. I, I, that that that. This is my quest, quest, quest. <laughs> so, which one did you say went to the back to get more ice? Penny. So Jenny's still here. Correct. Jenny, I think it might be a good idea for y'all to close for the day, considering something very strange is going on. So Jenny opens her mouth to say something. And then there is an explosion from the back of the, of the lunch counter, followed by what you would imagine is Penny desperately attempting to stop herself from, and failing to stop herself from, screaming bloody murder. I'm gonna run back there and see what the fuck's going on. Same. Same. <laughs> okay. As you guys run back there, you see that the ice box is sort of calming down but there is blood all over the ice box door inside and then it like erupted outward and there's just like some flames that are slowly tamping down can i throw water on it as you like turn to get water as you turn around like, the flames are already going down Okay. You can clearly see Penny is lying on the floor as Jenny runs up next to her. And 
she is quite badly burned. So is the blood that's on the ice maker from Penny, or did the no, ice there maker is, explode there is far blood? more blood. <laughs> there's blood coating the inside of the ice maker. It's so the ice the maker inside exploded of, in blood. Got it. Right. The inside of the ice maker has melted entirely. It basically looks like it turned into a kiln, despite, you know, being full of ice. And then on top of that, all the walls on the inside of it, which are warped beyond recognition, are caked with blood that just seems to have come from nowhere. Great, great, great. So does it appear that the ice caught on fire? <gasps> Can That's I? That's certainly possible. Can I use, um, I don't know if this is going to count enough, uh, but can I use my, uh, my technomancy to touch this and see if it's just a normal icebox or if some weird shit's going on? Sure. sure, absolutely. All right. That would be a wits plus technology roll. What am I rolling against? Uh, difficulty of six. Okay. That is five successes. Yeah, it's just a regular ice machine. Okay. It's a bit more primitive than you would expect, but it's just a regular ice machine. There is absolutely nothing unique from a technological perspective about it whatsoever. Okay. Um. Hmm. I don't know if this is worth it. Can I spirit no-no touch it? So that's what was that wits plus that was perception plus empathy. That oh that's what it is, I'm sorry. You're right. Somebody hadn't learned their lesson about the no no touch. Y'all motherfuckers made me use it last week. Shut up. <laughs> Alright. I didn't make it easy yet. What do I need? Mm. Difficulty of five. Two successes. No. Four successes. Sorry, I read two dice wrong. You you clearly see visions of both Penny and Jenny. From touching the icebox? Yeah, they own it. It's theirs. Oh, that's very boring. Yeah. Okay. Well, just a, a normal icebox. Oh. What the fuck happened? Um... All right, well, I don't know. What do y'all want to do? <laughs> Mallet, you're muted. Maybe, 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 check, check. Clear, clear, clear. Die, die. On the ground, ground, ground. Man, it's like you guys could have been doing that the whole time I was doing this. If it's any consolation, she's not dying. She's just badly burned and in a lot of pain. I'm g g gonna check check. G g on on her her. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's badly burned and in a lot of pain. She seems to be, you know, I... gritting her teeth and attempting to prevent herself from screaming any further, in driving away any more of the customers. Also, Greg, as you sort of lean back from the ice maker. Mm -hmm. Give me another perception plus awareness roll against the difficulty of six. Okay. 
three successes. As you look out the back window, you can see that there's smoke rising up from out back. It's very faint, but it's clearly visible. I'm gonna um I wanna point that out. Just like, uh guys, there's smoke coming from out back. And then <laughs> I wanna go to the front and just calmly say like, Hey, um, everybody, we're gonna have to ask you to leave. There's been an accident and uh we need everyone to to leave the building, please. They nod, uh and people sort of like start collecting themselves. Okay. Well people are like finishing up whatever, but yeah, everybody's getting together. Okay. I'm gonna head head back. I'm gonna go to to Penny and say, "I know you're in a lot of pain, but can you tell me exactly what happened?" So, Penny like sort of grits her teeth and looks up and goes, "I just opened the ice machine and then fire and blood. That's all I know." I don't know what happened. Okay. Ari makes it out back, and all of the vegetation in the alley out behind the building has just burned to a crisp. Oh. Like, all the grass is just burned. There was the bush back there. It's just completely burned. It was quite a ways away from the ice machine and also separated by a wall. So there doesn't seem to be anything directly relating the two of them. But, yeah, just like in sort of a circle around the the area, like just all the vegetation in the back alley is just destroyed. Is any Oh, no, it's all completely burned. Hey, MPI, where's Greg right now? Uh, I, just, I was last in the front of the building telling everybody to get out and hadn't been able to okay. do anything yet. Okay. I was planning to so just I'm like assuming you're just kind of go, go ahead. I was just gonna be at the door, like ushering everyone out, and once they were gone I was gonna um tell what's her face, you still don't go anywhere, and then shut the door. Okay, so as you are sort of guiding everybody out, Ari and Damien, you just start hearing like the sounds of people like screaming from the front of the building in sort of, not like agony, but like in fright and terror, and like a bunch of shuffling around. Damien specifically, you also hear the sound of glass breaking. Gregory, I was about to say, as do you I are... see any of this? <laughs> oh yeah, we're getting, we're getting there. I was we're so confused, there. I was like, what the fuck? Gregory, as you are ushering people out, you start seeing every glass of iced tea just suddenly starts boiling, the ice inside of the glass having instantly turned into fire. I'm going to yell to the, the back. Uh, from the heat and just spray boiling iced tea and glass everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to like kind of like get down like behind something so it can't spray at me uh, and just yell out, hey, um, there's more exploding ice out here. The The remaining people that are in the are are now desperately attempting to run the fucking hell out of there. Oh, I thought everybody had already gotten out. There are a few people left. I'm going to need you to give me a dexterity plus athletics check against a difficulty of seven to avoid having anybody run your ass over as they're trying to get out of the place. You said against seven? Correct. 
out of my hand while I was trying to roll them. Uh, that is three successes. Okay. You successfully managed to avoid being trampled by the people as they run the hell away for their fucking lives. Okay. Um, so yeah, I want to like yell back to them that the ice is exploding. I, uh, don't come up here. <laughs> I don't want it to hit you guys. Um, okay, so Damien, you quite clearly hear the ice is exploding. Don't come up here. Ari, you're outside, so you just see, as you look around the front, you just see the rest of the people just running out of the front of the, the building. You're not able to hear Gregory on account of all of the panicked people running out of the building. I, okay, I well then I like, wanna... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I, I would like, like, go, go back, back, gig in, in. Okay. I'm going to escort Penny and Jenny out the back door. Okay. What, 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 this is happening. I don't know, it sounds like the apocalypse. And, uh, Greg was screaming about exploding ice. So maybe we should not go that way. Well, I'm gonna go, go, get, get, to him, him. I think he's going up the front, but if you want to make sure, I'll take care of these two ladies. I'm gonna go go up the front, front. Um, okay. Is, is it still exploding? Oh, no. I assume the they have all exploded. Boiled. They have all boiled and broken, yes. Uh, okay. Can I, like, stand up and look around the restaurant and see if anything else is out of place or if it's just that all exploded and now everything is calmed. Everything has calmed down at the moment. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to open the door like just enough to step outside and then shut it behind me. And then, uh, okay. catch up with them outside and just be like, yeah, all the, uh, the ice exploded in the ice teas as well. I don't know what that means. I just know what happened. So you guys are all standing out front is what you're telling me, just to be sure? I believe so, yes. Okay. As you're doing that, like, Jenny sort of comes around and turns around, like, hangs up a sign out front in the window that just says, Be back tomorrow! And then, like, goes back to Penny and helps her out the back door. And they leave. Um, so then while we're outside, like I, after I've told them this, I guess, uh, I'll radio it to the other crew from the backpack, um, and just kind of say, uh, so we got to the, the diner. There was a lady outside who claims she ate ash uh, and she couldn't stop crying. So we went inside, um, and already had them make her a sandwich. She bit into it. I saw the sandwiches. They were both regular old sandwiches. Um, but now they are, uh, when you bite it, that you bite ash. And all of the ice in the building exploded. Okay, so now we're going to flip over to the other group. You guys have pulled up in front of the, the Sewell residence. Okay, so... Fallon's going to pull up, stop the car, and get out. Okay. Same as well. Iggy? Iggy's muted. 
<laughs> Iggy too. Right on. Okay, so found so it's okay. um it's pretty pretty consistently like you can pretty much tell what's going on. There are frogs all over the outside of the house, on the roof, in the yard, on the porch. Just Sam's everywhere there are fucking frogs. Sam is gonna tap Phelan. This one's more popular. This like frogs and having the earth or some shit. Uh, I'm just making sure I'm correct before Phelan responds. That's a lot of frogs. Well, let's see. Okay, yeah, I was right, so I know what's going on. Okay. So, Fallon narrows his eyes at the uh, scene in front of him. With all the frogs, he mutters Exodus. And he'll turn to the other two and give a brief one down about how this was one of the plagues that um, God sent down upon the Pharaoh to uh, pretty much it starts with let my people go. It's that whole scene. Mm -hmm. Then we'll uh, then he'll turn back towards the uh, door and I'm just going to wait for what's going on in chat before we decide to go forward. And there was great rejoicing across the world <laughs> as we did not have dead air during our podcast. <laughs> Sorry, we're just we're just trying to iron out the, the specifics of whether or not we are going to take a break. Yeah, uh, I I, I think we'll go ahead and grab a break. It's been an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah, it's been an hour and a half. We can take a strict stretch break. Sorry, guys. Yeah, we can do yeah. that. I can only look at so many things at once. <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, we're gonna take a real quick break and then we'll be back and uh, we'll join the uh, the other team to see what hell they're enduring okay guys we are back from the break and uh we're gonna throw it over to team number two and see what hell they're they're uh, in for good luck well i i, I believe we established previously there are frogs we're at the frog house and Fallon kind of gave a quick rundown of what it is in terms of biblical plague of frogs right to the group so Phelan did we find what the plagues were there that we found last time yesterday 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 well be seven more right or six more so we found the hell mm-hmm didn't find locust, but yeah, uh we saw some bees though. Yeah, that's not a plague though. Oh. Hmm. Uh so so I'm just trying to remember back it we found the hell. They told us about the darkness. Oh yeah. Then I don't think they had a chance to report about the firstborn, so I'm not gonna mention that in character. 
where he killed they killed the firstborn. But mm. that really wasn't a plague either. Uh so so far I think we only found two. Hmm. Okay. So uh so, what do we do with the box? I nothing right now. Let's go talk to whoever called this in, at which point he'll pull out his Kalka book. Kalka book, however you say it. <laughs> and write in it uh, information on Sewell Residence. The Sewell Residence is presently owned by Mary Sewell. Oh, yeah, this is the um, hussy that What's-Her-Face was talking about the last time. Yeah. Book respond. Correct. She is branded as quote unquote the town hoer. Or to bring it up to our time, slut. <clears throat> hey, I guess you two have something in common, don't you, Iggy? Wow. I mean I mean, to be fair, it could just be known as a woman of weak morals. But neither here nor there. Listen. Listen, okay, if a woman does it, she's a whore and a slut. If a man does it, he's a gigolo and a player. That is how our society has worked since time began. And as far as I understand it, that is the way that we have chosen to allow it to continue. So it's okay for Iggy to fuck lots of people, just not Mary. Xander's going to pick up a frog. That is absolutely wrong, by the way. <laughs> just, just for reference purposes. Anyway, Xanthra's gonna do what now? She's gonna pick up a frog. It's a frog. She's gonna poke. It's still a frog. <clears throat> oh cool, it's not it gonna goes, explode in my hands. Huh? Oh cool, oh, it's not gonna what? explode in my hands. She's gonna just keep it on her person. What are you gonna like put it on your put it in your pocket or something? <laughs> she has she she has hands. Just two hands. Alright, so Xanthra's carrying around a fucking frog. Yes. Uh, Iggy sees this and would like to see how many frogs he can catch as he walks, you know, to the door. You know, just... So, Phelan Side walks up side. to the door and knocks on it. Then turns around, then behind him, he sees Xanthra holding one frog and Iggy holding about 12. At which point, the door opens and you hear... Finally, it's about time. What the hell are you doing? Research. Oh, uh, she has this thing in her head where if she kisses it, it's going to turn into a prince and take her away from this. So we're actually going to see if that's true. I'm just waiting for her to kiss it. <laughs> the woman there, what you presume to be Mary Sewell, raises her eyebrow and goes, this is the quality of police officers that we are getting in this day and age. It's no wonder that the house was broken into. I'm sorry, what was that? Your house was broken into? Well, look, and she turns, like, she turns to the side, and you can see that there are frogs all over the inside of her house. Oh. Hmm. That's not good. Uh, you mind if we come in? Iggy's just gonna yeet. I mean, be my guest. You just yeet all the frogs? <laughs> just like over okay. the shoulder. Iggy just yeets all the frogs over his shoulder. You just hear like a and then they just all like fall on the ground. Bye frogs. Okay. 
So you walk into her home. Just go ahead and kiss it so we can go in. I'm I'm not kissing the frog. I'll get warts. Let's just go in. No fun. Okay. <laughs> so you walk into the house and as you take a look around, you can see that yup, there are frogs just fucking everywhere. They're in the living room. They're in the, the entryway. They're in the living room. As you lean over, you can see they're in the kitchen. There are just... There's there's just frogs. There's just frogs everywhere. Uh, I want to look and... Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. You want to look? I'm... Yeah. I want to look for any evidence of someone coming in. Okay, so you want to inspect like the doors and the windows and things of that nature? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll for it. You don't see anything yeah. at all out of the ordinary. Expected. So Mary sort of watches Xanthra walk around, and then she looks back to Phelan, and she goes, I don't know what happened here. I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know why it happened. This is some kind of new petty ostracism by the townsfolk. I, I want whoever did this to be found, prosecuted for breaking into my home, and fined for all the frog shit I'm going to have to clean up. <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry. Enough. Fair enough, yes. So, uh, in order to figure that out, we're going to need a time frame around when this happened. Like, uh, how long has this been like this? How many, how long has it been that the frogs have been here? It's been about 45 minutes. I went out this morning to get myself some groceries over at the Brown Grocer. I came back, and there were frogs everywhere. I have no idea how they managed to transport so many frogs into my house and all over everything in that short of an amount of time. But I am deeply unhappy about it. I don't know why the townsfolk have started all of this up again. Probably because Andrew Yurta is back in town. What does Andrew being back in town have to do with anything? She raises her eyebrow and she goes, you must be new around here. Humor me, it's just for the reports I need to take. I want to make sure I get everything right. Fine, fine. Okay. So, I'm not going to go through the whole song and dance of what has gone on with her from her own perspective, but here's, here's the general gist of it. So, Around the time Andrew was 16 years old, he was seen as something of a prodigy in the church. And he was he was generally considered within town to just be, you know, generous, faithful, just an utterly unquestionable man of God. So then, Mary Sewell's mother, Beulah Sewell, was dying of cancer, and Andrew decides... I'm going to volunteer to help watch over her with Mary. So, Mary had been protected by her mother a bit too much. Mm -hmm. So, Beulah was fundamentally convinced that Mary was born a filthy hower, which has been her pet name for the girl since she started playing, found her playing doctor with a neighbor boy. Beulah kept her daughter a prisoner in her home for basically all of the girl's 26 years of life. And I want to be clear, the mother's religious zealotry is bordering on Bindic of Isaac territory. She was 
so religious it basically sprawled into being borderline madness. And in addition to driving her husband away, sort of created a self-fulfilling prophecy with Mary. Now, Reverend Yurta, had he been in town, would have watched over the whole thing and dealt with it. But he had to go to Chicago the week that this all happened. So 16-year-old Andrew is left alone taking care of this house with a dying woman in it and her 26-year-old daughter. Ooh. Mary recalls at the time that Andrew was young, handsome, and slim, and he was the first man that had been allowed in the Sewell home in over a decade at that point. So you've got two people who were both victims of social isolation, repressed youth, and domineering parents. In an ideal situation, Mary and Andrew probably could have had a lovely courtship, probably could have, you know, gotten married, everything was great. Unfortunately, when you're locked in a house together for a week, and you're both repressed in every possible way, well... New experiment. Oh, yeah. So, a nosy neighbor stumbled upon the pair while they were in, in mid-coitus, which was just all sorts of wonderful, because on top of the fact, at that moment, Beulah died of her stomach cancer. <laughs> wait. Wait. In the middle? <laughs> Presumably. I'm sorry. Was this, in the, yes, no, was this in the same room, or did they at least have decency to go to another room? No, no, it's a, it's a, it was in a different room. They weren't okay. fucking in front of the dying mother. Jesus. Just wanted they to be a sure. Bit of... But yeah, so like basically a neighbor came over to bring over a pie <laughs> in an attempt to try and alleviate the morbidity of the two of these two watching over this dying woman and found that uh, they were engaged in a completely different kind of pie altogether. <laughs> and then and then Beulah died at basically during the time period while they was to, while they was to twixt one another uh, just to maximize the amount of shame this <laughs> this this poor woman had had to deal with. So the scandal just rocked the entire town. Andrew was sent away to some type of missionary school. Mary doesn't have any particular details of that because she's not been in the loop after that point. And Mary has been branded forevermore as the town whore. Whore. So then we fade back in from that, and Mary goes... That's everything that I can tell you in any case. And there's no such thing as statutory rape back then, right? Um... She was never prosecuted for it, if that's what you're asking. Oh, yeah, that's what I was more wondering. But okay, so I'm guessing statutory rape wasn't around back then. But okay, so... Uh, Fallon just nods and says, yeah... Fair enough, I can see why that can go on. How long were you at the uh, grocer's? Maybe maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I've just bought some bread. It was on sale today, you know. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So, fair enough. Okay, uh, I'll be right back. Just need to consult with my partners on this real quick. She sort of brushes your, she sort of brushes your shoulder and says, don't be away too long. 
and like gives you a wink. He gives her one of his con man smiles. Okay. Then it's back over to Iggy and uh, Xantha. So uh, he's pretty much going to run down how she went to the store for 20 minutes and when she got back it was frogs everywhere. He's guessing both inside and outside since she didn't really confirm it but with the amount of frogs here he's going to consider that but the main thing is the amount of time it took and how he doesn't see anybody bringing this many frogs in that fast and slipping away without being noticed. So, Phelan, I want to run this past your mind. Are we thinking there's any chance whatsoever that all these events are being triggered by anything real mortal? Well, I mean, I can't say for sure. I mean, it, it it's too convenient that it's following scripture as much as it is unless somebody very uh, religious and as studied up on this as they would have to be is doing it but then all this happening at once especially since you know we saw the dead rising with our own two eyes and there was nobody else around and the simple fact that we almost walked off the end of a cliff. Uh, I, yeah, I don't really see this being mortally done unless we have a mage work, and that's also a religious zealot, but I don't know enough about them to say for sure. Now, what I'm thinking, and hear me out, we're dealing with a really pissed off spirit. Fallon kind of rubs his chin and nods. Uh, possible, but once again, I don't really know much about spirits to know if they can have this much direct control over this realm, specifically. So Miss, so Mary's mother seemed very... There's there, there's two people I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned about. Mary's mother and Andrew. His name's Andrew, right? Yeah, Andrew, yeah. yeah. Andrew, but, okay. Uh, he's dead. Yes, but so are we. So we can rule that out as being well, not involved. We're, we're undead. He's dead dead. Hmm. So Mary kind of leans over and but she goes... Dead too. I'm sorry, did you say that Andrew Yurta is dead? Yes, he is. Sorry to inform God damn you, it. but... I mean, that's disappointing, considering I tried interacting with him the other day, which may or may not be why there's frogs all over my house. Hmm. What happened? Oh, I was walking to work, and I countered him carrying a bag down the street. I was maybe hoping to rekindle the old flame and, you know, see if the wine got better with age. But when he saw me, he just grew terrifically, violently agitated. 
He buried his hands in his pockets, and he demanded I keep away from him. He said that he was urgently needed at the Masonic Lodge, and then ran away from me. No, sprinted. The Masonic like Lodge? The Masonic Lodge. I knew that that was a lie, because the Freemason meetings are never scheduled for the time of day when he was doing stuff. I, uh... I'm gonna make a guess here that uh, perhaps his repressions took control at the sight of me, uh, because if anyone can spot the handiwork of an overbearing bitch of a mother, it's me. So I was of the impression that Miss Yurta perhaps had something to do with all of these frogs being around my house. But with Andrew's death, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, before we came here, we were over at her house and she is completely and utterly distraught so I don't think she had anything to do with this especially if she made a call about her son being dead she sort of she sort of raises her arms over her head and goes that just leaves more questions something with this, this ridiculous town putting this in this position where poor Andrew ends up dead and I got frogs all over. Every town's got to have a whore. I hate it. Did I care that I was locked up until I was 26? That I loved Andrew? No. Town just needed a slut for all its husbands to court at night and spit on after Sunday service. So they picked the sexiest ass in town and, and then all of a sudden her ranting is cut short when her tongue and lips fall off of her face. You dropped something. Uh, <laughs> Harry suddenly begins screaming in in a way that is just absolutely unintellig unintelligible as blood now just gushing from her face. And so is she, is she now dead? Do, do we do we continue talking? Do we do we do this now? Oh, okay, okay. I think I know where this is going. I'm gonna check with you, Mark. But this was after the sexy assassin town comment, right? Correct. Let me try and find that. Uh, oh. You thinking some? <sighs> I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are on board with this, but you do have a woman literally bleeding to death in front of you. Well, Fallon's looking at the biblical sense, so. Uh, I mean, if it's any consolation, none of you has medicine skills, so there's nothing you can do for her but watch her bleed to death. Uh, I'm not sure where it is i'm gonna make a uh true faithful what difficulty mark uh seven uh because you are presently under duress okay uh fail shit okay you're not able to figure out anything at the moment. All that you know is that just nothing seems to have happened. You didn't hear anything. You didn't see anything. You just, one minute she was talking, the next minute her her lips and her tongue just fell completely out of her face. And now she's bleeding to death. Uh, fuck, fuck. Okay. Uh, shit. Uh, he kind of props her up and holds her there and inspects her and looks back at the other two Iggy and Xantha and just shakes his head no. Okay. So she bleeds to death in your arms. Also, uh, your suit is ruined. Yeah. 
But he at least wanted to give her some, not closure or composure, but companionship before she passed. I mean, Man. that probably wasn't necessarily her concern, considering that she was choking to death on her own blood. And also that her tongue and her lips completely fell out of her mouth. But, you know, yeah. I appreciate the effort. Would you like but, to make another true faith roll to see if you can figure out where that came from? Yeah. Uh, still seven. Uh, we'll give it six now, considering that the woman has sufficiently bled to death, so you are now under less duress at the moment. Okay. One success. Okay. Okay, so it was that. Okay. I just couldn't find the chapter. Perfect. So, so uh, Mary Sewell slumps into your arms, stone dead, blood just everywhere. Uh, he lays her down on the ground and stands up, looks down at his ruined suit and just kind of brushes any excess, or excess blood off. Then turns to them and goes, uh, Psalm 12.3, the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. So when she uh, said she had the sexiest ass in town, she kind of brought a, what you might call a curse down upon her. Hmm. Well, shit. So, I wanted to ask this earlier. What did you, did you find something at Andrew's place? Uh, he reaches into his pocket and pulls out the Masonic key and holds it up to him. Ooh. We'll stop in there after we clear out the southern area and we take and all meet up and go up there, see what we can find there. Before but, we do that, can I see that book real quick? I uh, did uh, Kalka already take the book? Kalka? Well, the Calcas, because you guys are in possession of the book, he's in the process of translating it. <clears throat> okay, mm -hmm. so we just need to actually touch it. We don't... He doesn't need to physically take it. Okay, gotcha. No, he's, like, yeah, so no. long as it's in your possession, he can translate it. So you can hand it to Xanther, and Xanther can read over it if she wants to, yes. Okay, uh... I left it in the car because carrying a book around would be kind of... Uh cumbersome so if you want to run back you can grab it there i'm gonna look around here a little bit more see if we missed anything sounds good and then xanther go back to the car and uh get the book okay xanther turns around and leaves as xanther is leaving iggy as you are facing Phelan, you see behind him suddenly mary sewell has stood up Uh, Fallon's gonna turn around and see it and kind of step back. Uh, Her body is standing there before you. Eyes open just wide, and mouth also very wide. Just whatever was left of the blood in her mouth just sort of pours downward. And then 
her body just starts rotting right in front of you. Her eyes pull into blood and drip down out of her face. The, the stump that is in whatever was left of her bloody mouth turns black and decomposes in seconds. Her skin starts peeling away. Then her muscle starts rotting off of her bones until only the only thing that is left is just a skeleton and a pile of gristle collected on the floor. And then that, too, ultimately just rots away to nothing. Fallon kind of crouches down next to the body and holds his hand over the gristle while he's thinking about what this might be. Okay. Uh, true faith roll. What difficulty? Uh, that's gonna be that's gonna be at the moment an eight, because uh, that was that was fucking traumatizing as hell. Let's be honest. Yeah. Two successes. All right. Okay, uh, give me a second. I'm just going to pull up that chapter so I can see the context. So, Iggy. <laughs> you know how we always do the thing where if you see something really beautiful, you have to make a roll? Yeah. Yeah, this was the opposite of that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. I thought something was going to pop up. No. Iggy is just very revolted at the moment. Uh, Fallon will squint down, nod, stand up, turn towards Iggy, kind of turn him around, put his arm over his shoulder, and guide him out of the house. Iggy, I, I wouldn't say that he's traumatized necessarily, but he's probably going to be seeing that and what passes for nightmares for the next few days. Okay, so you guys both walk outside. As you guys get outside, you see Xanthrop is wielding the book in whatever... Ew, excuse me. I don't remember reading that. In whatever capacity that she is. Oh, you cut and, out, Mark. Sorry, the you hear the radio go off as you guys get outside, and you hear... I don't remember, was it Damien or Gregory who was on the radio? It was me. It was Gregory. You hear Gregory rattle off the sequence of events that occurred at the J&P lunch counter. Hey, uh, I know I got the second one from you. I'm trying to... The Ash one. Okay, Sam. Sam, that's right. So, let me pull that up again. Pariah Vita Nash is like bread. I had to pull it up in the group chat. Uh, and mingled my drink with weeping. Then the second one was revelation about first angel sounded and there followed howl and fire mingled with blood. And they were cast on the earth and... The third part of trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned <coughs> up. I was right. Then... Uh, also, Gregory, since you have the highest aspect 
aspects. Jesus Christ. <laughs> aspects <laughs> of the group. Uh-huh. I would like for Wait. you to please give me a perception plus awareness roll. Okay. Against the difficulty of six. Three. So, you guys are outside having this interaction, and as you're doing this, you specifically notice the incredibly faint stench of brimstone. Is Greg going to report that or? What? I don't know. Oh. What? Do do y'all smell that? You said I know that it's obviously brimstone. It it smells like it smells like sulfur, like rotten eggs. You would you would know it to be smelling sulfurous. I don't know if Greg would have enough of a connection to biblical type stuff to acknowledge that it's brimstone but you would probably say it smells like sulfur or rotten eggs okay smells rotten eggs or sulfury bad do you guys smell that are we back with him we came around the back yeah we were all three together out front mallet you're uh you're muted Do do, 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 do. we smell, smell, smell? Yeah, do I smell that? Can I pinpoint, like, maybe where it's coming from? Above you. Just above me? Yes. It smells like it's coming from above us. I'm going to look up. You don't see anything. Is it, like, maybe upstairs in the building? No. Are you are you just saying this to the local group or over the radio as well? Local group. Okay. Yeah, so it's just you don't see anything above you out of the ordinary. Okay. Um, I'm going to radio over to the other group. Y'all busy? Uh, we're finishing up here. What's up? Uh, I got a real strange smell. Um just to update you on what's going on in this wonderful sandwich area. Um, it smells like maybe rotten eggs or or sulfur, but it smells like it's coming from above me. However, when I look up, there's nothing there. Oh, Phelan, give me a true faith roll with a difficulty of five, please. Okay. Two successes. It occurs to you that the very first place that was firebombed yesterday, earlier today, whatever, was the JNP lunch counter. So, okay, uh, get away from there. Uh, go over towards the city hall. I'll meet you there. He doesn't even finish his sentence, and I start running. <laughs> it's like, nope. I'm yeah. right, right, behind. Just, just. Now, Damian, where are you having him go? Uh, what's it? The. Uh, I think you said City, City Hall. Hall. Yeah. Kind of a ways away, but all right, that's fair. 
Uh, Damien was the f one that noticed that it hit the lunch counter during that first cycle. So would he remember this now? Oh, yes. So as we're running, he's just like, shit, that was the first place that got hit with the first meteor. Move, move. I, I have every intent and using Soul Solar Slayer. Move, move, fast, fast. There's no visual indication that the things are coming yet, so you don't need to run, run, I don't think, but not yet. Nope, I'm gone. That's fine. So we will say we will say that the driving group that was at the Sewell residence gets to City Hall and then the walking group runs over there shortly thereafter a little bit out of breath. Okay. So y'all are over at City Hall. As Hi. you are as you are standing out front of the of the hall proper. You can see that they are doing something that based on all of the banners and signage in the area appears to be something to do with agricultural fair finals. Say it one more time. Agricultural fair finals. Pretty much 4-H fair. <laughs> Motherfucker don't know what 4-H is. I'm so, a city boy, y'all. Sorry. <laughs> it's a thing that farm people specifically do. It's, it's 4-H is basically the Boy Scouts for farmers or the Girl yeah. Scouts for farmers. They, okay. do, they do activities and things of that nature. An agricultural fair would be something that would be fairly important in the 1930s, especially in the town of Toil, which is a big deal for all of the soybean crops that they do. Right. So they host the, the agricultural fair here as something of a bring your bring your biggest or best pumpkins, bring your your healthy animals, that kind of shit. Think think a state 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 did it fair fair fair. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you. Yeah, you can see as you look around the agricultural fair, there are different areas of competition, including largest pumpkin and best goat. There are wives that have set up stands to sell baked goods, things of that nature. And you could imagine if you were looking around on a normal year that it would just be full of animals and kids having fun and carnival games and all of this other sort of thing. Oh, However... Since you guys are aware this is not a normal year, we'll just sort of move on from this. All of the animals that you would expect to see around are suspiciously absent. There's just none anywhere on the grounds of the City Hall area. You can hear that there are some announcements that the livestock competitions have been delayed for some unspecific reason. And it looks like Someone is up on the grandstand area just desperately stalling for time. As you sort of take this in, a heavyset gentleman in a nice, like, not like too nice, but <laughs> governmental nice, we'll say, suit, mm -hmm. comes huffing and puffing up to you and says, it is about goddamn time that you all arrived here. What seems to be the problem, Mr. Mayor? I'm glad that I'm glad that Damien immediately realized where I was going with that. Just come with me, come with me, and he just sort of trundles off. Damien goes with say, 
you guys got this. Uh, I think the school's near here. We can go check that out. Copy that. Over. Be, be careful. careful. Keep your eye on the sky. Okay. And I, our group will go and get in our car and bugger off. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like a block away. So, <clears throat> Damien, Gregory, and Ari follow the mayor around the back of a building. Okay. Okay. Specifically the Toyle City Hall, I want to be clear about that. <laughs> where there's a bunch of trailers that are parked. Okay. So, he sort of points at the, the, the slats of a closed trailer. There's a sign above it that just says, Daisy. The mayor looks at you and says, What is inside there used to be a horse. What, uh, what, what, what is it now? I feel it would be best if you if you law folks take a look at it because I cannot. I mean, he's not too far off. Because uh, uh, I cannot appropriately describe what is going on in there. Okay, so Damien's gonna go look. Okay. Damien, when you look into the trailer, just... Daisy has clearly seen better days. To to be blunt, she's just frightening to look at. She's frothing at the mouth, she's shaking, her bloodshot eyes are just rolling around in every direction in panic, her body is just covered in running, bleeding, pussy sores. Mmm... Oh. Okay. So as you look back towards the group, uh, the mayor says, it's the same with every animal here. And they're getting worse by the second. I want the, you to forsake any other calls until the person who poisoned these animals is found. Well, I think first things first, Mr. Mayors, we probably should put most of these animals out of their misery. He, he sighs and says, Well, I did not necessarily want to think about that, but the agonized brain of the livestock is, is getting to be a bit too obvious to hide. So, listen. We can, we can take them over to the back of Park Street, which is, like, right next door to you guys. Mm -hmm. mm. I would say what I would like for you to do is one of you entertain the crowd with a marksmanship competition, and the others, well, do what you have to do. Well, I... I think uh, I should be the one to do the uh, marksman competition. If Greg and Ari, if you could uh, take care of the the human the humane thing needs to be done. I'm sure you can handle it, Mr. Mayor. Why don't you take me and introduce me to the crowd? And, uh, get the marksmanship competition or marksmanship demonstration underway. Okay. Greg's gonna mumble so, under his breath before he walks away. You, you better not miss a fucking shot. You are brought out to the agricultural ground grandstand area. 
and the mayor says, well, we apologize for the delay, everybody. We want to introduce you all to uh, uh, Deputy Sheriff Damian Reed, who's going to entertain y'all with a uh, lives markmanship display. Everybody cheer for Deputy Reed. Are you ready to go? Yes, sir. That's great, kid. All right, let's get to going. So I won't I won't make you guys do all of the necessary roles here. Damien is not attempting to shoot at anything in particular. He's just doing some marksmanship demonstrations. So Yeah, like he's take but periodically he will take shots and then when you guys hear the gunfire going off, you in turn will shoot each of the animals. It's, pew, 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 pew. It's, it's pretty basic. The animals are not resisting in any meaningful way because, you know, they're basically fucking dying. So, True. over the course of the next several minutes, while Damien stands <laughs> up in front of the crowd, shooting off guns and twirling them around and taking shots at bottles and things of that nature, Gregory and Ari systematically murder a bunch of dying animals. Hey! <laughs> So as Damien finishes up with the marksmanship display, the mayor steps forward and goes, Everybody, let's hear it for let's hear uh, Deputy Sheriff Damien Reed. Isn't that great, everybody? Yeah. Now then, I just want to take a moment to sort of discuss what's been going on today. Unfortunately, there will be some events that have been canceled. And then suddenly, Damien, since the other two are still, like, back on Park Street, you are the only one who witnesses this, you just see sort of a puff in the middle of the group, just of smoke. Okay. Like, in the middle of the crowd? Yes. It basically looks like somebody dumped water on a campfire. Hmm. Can I see anything else? As the mayor is continuing to talk, you then see another puff. And then another. And then, like, with the third one, you hear some grandmother just scream and start, like, drops down into the ground. And you can vaguely see her, like, clawing at the dirt. Mayor Ford, what in tarnation is going on? He puts the microphone down walks over to attempt to figure out what's going on. The WPA rep moves to take over, freezes mid-step, tips forward, and then falls over, just exploding into dust particles on the stage. So there's a pause, and then everybody just starts screaming. So as some folks are screaming and desperately trying to get away, others are just going poof and crumbling into dust before their loved one's eyes. Others still are just straight turning into solid pillars of salt. Okay. So, this is, um, traumatic, to say the <laughs> least. Greg and Ari, as you are finishing up with the animals, you hear a lot of fucking screaming coming back from where the camp, from where the, the, the agricultural grounds were. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's see what the hell that is. You guys run around the corner of Park Street, and you can very clearly see that there is just dust in the air, a bunch of pillars of salt, and a few more, a few people are just, like, what's left is running away, screaming, as Damien is just standing on stage with this look on his face of, what in the fuck did I just see? Uh, I'm gonna uh, run over to Damien and kind of, like, jump on the stage, and as I'm doing that, just go, what the hell? We leave with you for five minutes. Uh, they turned into salt and the dust and screaming and the grandmother ground. Ah! Do, do, do you need to do a hug? hug? I, I need to not be in this fucking town anymore. <laughs> I'm giggy. I would do a light, light, light. Do, 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 do it. Spec, spec. Salt, salt. The other group's on their way over this way, right? Not yet. They are. They're off to the school. Oh, okay. Radio them. So, like, the you you can hop down off the stage, though. There are still some people around. You'll have to make a couple of dexterity rolls, at least one dexterity roll, to get to one of the pillars of salt because there are still people freaking out. And never so so even trying to like make it over even trying to make it over there you're still gonna have to make a dexterity roll to get through the throngs of people without getting trampled it's just um dexterity plus athletics difficulty of seven your celerity adds into that of course Mm -hmm. Um, you manage to navigate past a few people who are freaking the fuck out is the the clinical term for it one of them actually poof and turns into dust right next to you as you walk past them. So your suit is ruined. And after <laughs> after a little bit more walking, you eventually arrive at a person who is a pillar of salt. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. That last did night time time I ate some some thing mouth mouth flash ash face is cup cup did it in blood blood did no no thank thanks um so look looks light light like purse person yes it looks like whatever the person was who was there at that moment um I'm gonna tell tell the the there's death death the purse person is in I kind kind did it want want did it a poke poke get did it but, but, but I'm scared, scared, scared. Do, 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 do. Okay. Um. Well, okay. Ari has poor impulse control, so I'm going to ask you to give me a willpower roll against the difficulty of nine. Played yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I would have asked her to do that anyway because Ari has poor impulse control. Uh, fail, fail. <laughs> you poke the, st- the the pillar of salt. Mm-hmm. It's a pillar of salt. Does it fall apart? No. I'm mean, gonna want to walk. Wait, wait, yeah, now. Guys, this is a day, day, day. I'm covered in dead, dead purse, purse, 
And there's blood, blood all over my face. Damien, I would like for you to give me a willpower roll, please, against the difficulty of seven. Okay. Two successes. Okay. There is... Your brain just sort of snaps back into reality for a moment. This has been, this has been a bad day for Damien. Uh, he has, you know, seen a lot that has been traumatizing him, but seeing people turning into dust and pillars of salt was enough to, to temporarily give him pause. I, that's but, probably an understatement, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so you kind of look down and you realize that your left hand has turned to dust. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Fortunately, oh. You, can, oh. you can spend one blood point to regenerate it back to normal, but... Like, you you were very close to losing sanity there. Can, can we leave now, now, now? Guys, guys, my hand just turned to dust, and I regenerated it, but I think we need to get the fuck out of here. Like, we got like got to go. He doesn't even finish the sentence, and Greg is leaving. Okay. Wait, wait, He's like, nope, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck, fuck this, this shit, shit, I'm out. out. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are walking away from the city hall. You can see, you can see Mayor Ford, who has quite clearly lost it, uh, starting to go through the process of attempting to set up some sort of post-apocalyptic, like standing ground, and like a few of them, a few of them are have like run off and are like grabbing some of the kids from Lewin Bridge and like dragging them back to city hall. You have no idea what's going on at the moment. Uh, would like to radio the other group, please. Okay. Hey, guys. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so we're at the 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 fairgrounds. A uh, bunch of people just exploded into ash. Some of them turned to pillars of salt. Damien started to lose his hand, but thankfully could stop that. And, uh, shit's bad, dude. I'm gonna grab, grab, the receive, see, the out, out, hand, say, say, kiki, and, and, blah, 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 salt, salt, dust, I'm covered, dead, dead, peep, peep, And then as you finish talking into the receiver, before you get a response from the other end, you heart hearing the chanting, the flesh of the sons and the daughters, the flesh of the sons and the daughters, the flesh of the sons and the daughters coming from behind you over by City Hall. And then it gets Damn quieter as I continue to leave. Oh, that they have turned into a mob, yes. Now then, going to the other group. <laughs> I think you would like to answer the radio. And that's uh... not yet. It's been it's been a ways. It's it's gonna be a bit before you actually get the radio call. Remember, this stuff okay. is happening at the same time. Oh yeah. You yeah, guys yeah, pull yeah, up yeah. in front of the school. You hey, guys are. Hmm. Ah, oh, sorry. I'm looking at the map. Okay, carry on. It's a five. Yes. You guys pull up in front of the school. Well, technically, probably alongside of it, but whatever. There is a person, there is a person outside who is 
looking around. As soon as they see the police car, they sort of rush over to you guys. Okay. Uh, what's the person look like? Or one on anything that I can... Kind of a mousy lady. Okay. She says, oh, are you are you here for the phone call from the doctor? Yes, we got a phone call from doctor. From doctor. No, yes, I, he, yes he, I'm Babby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, he was, it was a question like doctor who, he doesn't know his name. So she says, right this way, right this way, and like waves you on into the school. Mm -hmm. okay. okay, I guess she's going to ignore my question, so let's go. Okay, so I'm, unless there are some objections, you guys walk into the school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll follow. So you walk through a couple of the halls and whatnot, and eventually end up in one of the classrooms. There is a doctor sitting by the classroom... He stands up when you walk in and goes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dr. Dylan Coughlin. Thank you very much for coming. We're having a bit of a concern with one of the teachers. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's going on? So, the, the, the teacher of the first grade class here, Wendy Ann Weber, was hysterically crying in the hallway when I arrived. I've secluded her in the storage closet at the moment due to what is going on. She, when I originally met her, she was just sobbing and clasping her hands over her mouth. The principal was trying to comfort her, and as I looked to the side, the, the, the children in the classroom were just having a field day. They were having sliding contests across the floor, running and slipping, just on something I couldn't identify in any way it's just moisture for all intents and purposes mm -hmm. can you show us to the uh are we, are we in the classroom right now let's do next to the classroom the teacher is in a storage closet near the classroom hmm. okay so you guys oh. look into the classroom the kids have been sent away already like they've been sent outside mm-hmm but you can clearly see that there's just some kind of thin layer of something on the ground. Kind of look at it really closely in my aspects. Sure. Give me a perception plus. Let's see. What does Xanthra have that would be useful for this particular thing? Xanthra. Actually, I forgot to ask this. Uh, they didn't have a change of clothing or anything since Valen's still covered in blood, right? No. Okay, he's just going to uh, use Chemistry 1 and Chemistry 4. So minus 1 willpower, one mi minus 1 blood point to create an illusion of a clean uniform. Okay, that's fair. Anyway, so perception plus investigation for Xanthor, please. Difficulty of 6. Alright, you got it. Uh, four successes? Four. It appears to be something... It's definitely thicker and more viscous than water, 
but you don't really have any sort of medical training. It almost seems like it's... It doesn't seem like it's something unnatural, but it... If you had to venture a guess, maybe maybe like something like dew or honeydew. Mucus from like snot, it doesn't maybe? it doesn't have the consistency of mucus. Can it's uh, similar to mucus, but it doesn't it, it doesn't seem as like as solid as mucus would be or as, as like sticky and gross. Xanth is gonna take a tiny bit to put on her tongue. Doesn't taste like anything. So, as Xanthra is investigating this, the doctor is looking at Phelan and goes, I need the police to quarantine the school to contain an outbreak of whatever it is that Mrs. Weber has. I am positive that it's airborne, and if it's infectious, I'll be honest, you should probably be isolated as well. You're also going to isolate yourself, correct, since yes. you've had contact with her? Oh, yes. I, I have already okay. planned to isolate myself. Well, fuck it. Let's go all in and then we're, uh, let's go talk to her. Okay. He opens the door to the storage closet, and you can see Mrs. Weber sitting there just looking absolutely ruined as a person with her hands just glued to completely to her mouth. She changed since you found her. She always looked like this. I know you. Oh no! This was this was the way that she looked when I encountered her. She. I can't even begin to describe exactly what happened. It's just. Uh, Felon's gonna walk over, uh, crouch down next to her, put a hand on her shoulder, and. Uh, say, her name's Wendy, right? Yes. Okay. Wendy Ann Weber. Hey, Wendy, it's uh, Officer O'Shea with the police department. Uh, looking kind of rough here. What's going on? She looks at you, but then she just sort of violently shakes her head back and forth. Uh... He's going to reach up and touch her hand and kind of try and guide it away gently. Gee, her hands are just locked in place around her mouth. He frowns and stands up and turns back to the doctor. Uh, so she's been like this. Uh, was she talking at all when you found her? She talked a little bit when I found her. She had initially been talking when the, the symptoms first manifested themselves, which is, as you can understand, why she doesn't wish to do so now. Okay, so uh, she was talking and she didn't have her hand like that when you first found her. Uh, do you remember what she said? When I found her, she was like this. I asked her, I eventually cajoled her into speaking, and she just told me what the lesson was about that she was do teaching today. And okay, then uh, he just sort of, like, puts his hands up as if to say, I don't know what the fuck. 
Uh, Inky would like to approach the uh, teacher and try to um, persuade her to remove her uh, hands with awe. Oh, okay. I mean, first time for everything. I with would. Yeah, yes, I have presents. Yes, he does. I just don't ever use it. <laughs> I would like for you to give me a charisma plus performance roll against the difficulty of seven, please. Uh, three, three. Success. Everybody in the immediate vicinity is immediately awed a bit by Iggy and, and, and willing to listen to whatever he has to say. So, Iggy, what are you what are you going to attempt to convince her, or what are you going to tell her? What are you going to suggest to her? Uh, uh, I'm just gonna try uh to convince her to take her hands away so we can kind of get to the bottom of the mystery. I guess. Okay. Do you want to try and roleplay that a little bit? I do not. At least you're on. Because I don't know what to say. Uh, Iggy leans down to the teacher and goes, excuse me, ma'am, I know it's very difficult for you, but could you please remove your hands and explain to us what it is that you were doing at the time. We need to get all of the information possible to understand what's going on with the situation. Thank you, storyteller. You could have fucking done that, you piece of shit. I could have, <laughs> but I didn't have the words. So... I have some entropy. She, she takes her hands down slowly and nods, and then you can hear her just start shakily reciting the multiplication tables. And then as she's doing this, you notice a thick stream of mist is just spewing out of her mouth. Does it hit Aki? I mean, he's not standing directly in front of her, so no. Well, it does hit you, though. God damn it. <laughs> it's just like the misters at the amusement park. It's not a big deal. The pressure of it isn't dangerous. It's not obscuring what she's saying. You can hear her quite clearly. But it's coming out with more consistent force than could possibly be provided by the human lungs. So after, after like, saying a couple of the multiplication tables and showcasing that this is happening, she clamps her hands back over her mouth and just looks horrified. Dr. <laughs> Coughlin gestures and goes, like, he gestures as in a combination of you see what I'm saying? And also, I don't know what the fuck. And says, so you understand my concerns? Yes, I do. Uh, now, Xanthra, can you take the doctor out for a second? I just want to assess in here real quick. Yes. I'm coming. 
Valen just asked you to take the doctor out. Okay. Xanthor will take the doctor. <clears throat> Come on, sir. Let's go. Out of here. Okay. Yeah, I personally so. have no idea about this. Uh, I made a true faithful one success. Okay, I will link that one to you then. My teaching shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as a small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. It's Deuteronomy, again. Okay, uh... He kind of chews his lip, and... Squints again, can't think of anything else, and steps back out of the room to find the doctor. Okay. So, uh, so, as you are as you are walking down the hall, like you can see Xanthra and the doctor are like a couple of doors down. Iggy, what are you doing, by the way? I have no idea. Just milling around, I guess. <laughs> I'm probably uh, staying with the teacher, yeah. trying to like keep her calm. Okay. As you are as you are all in your locations, all three of you suddenly hear screaming coming from behind from beside the school. Okay, uh, is Fallon going to need to run past the doctor to get to that side of the school? It's in the opposite there? direction. Okay, uh, Fallon calls down the hall and says, uh, quarantine if you want, then. That sounds pretty bad, so you might want to come with me, doctor. Uh, Xanther might as well come with us. Mm -hmm. On my way, let's go. Okay, are you going to yell to Iggy as you run past him? Uh, yeah, uh, Iggy, I'm just gonna go check to see what that scream was, uh, make sure she's okay, then come join us. You got it, boss. She, like, she makes a gesture indicating that you should go and help the kids. Because it, it is purely children screaming, I should note here, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh. Alright, stay here, we'll be back. Do finger guns. Don't you <laughs> so you three run out the you. opposite side of the building and you run out onto what appears to be the playground. The mm -hmm. playground is kind of sparse considering it's 1938. There's a couple of minor things of note. Like it's not anywhere near as awesome as modern playgrounds would be. But you do note that there's a sandbox. You also note that there was a class using the recess yard at the time, which you can tell because several of them are in the sandbox. And by all indications, it appears as though all of the sand in the sandbox have turned into lice. Uh, 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 my beard hurts. Uh, so there are a lot of children thrashing around covered in lice. Alright. Can I sprint in and, like, pick up two of them, one under each arm, and, like, just, like, straight through, run through, pick them up, take them out? Set them down. Sure. I will need you to give me a willpower roll. The physicality of it won't be particularly difficult because, okay. I mean, they're kids. And 
Right. You just bought another point in strength, but it'll be fine. But I need you to give me a willpower roll against a difficulty of seven because they're all covered in lice. A lot of fucking lice. Got it. Okay. Fail me now, dice. Uh, what am I beating? Difficulty seven. Oh, uh, well, that's a fail. <laughs> okay, Iggy, you, you just sort of, uh, you start to try and step forward to the kids, and then you just find that you're just rooted on the spot. You just, you can't make yourself do it. Give me a courage roll against the difficulty of seven, please. Uh, let's get rid of these. <laughs> oh my. Uh, one success. You manage to actually force yourself to move forward and you grab a couple of the kids and yank them out of the out of the sandbox. The lice box? Uh, around how many kids are in the box itself? Like six. Okay, uh... Also, Iggy, you, you take uh, you take one level of lethal damage. Oh fuck! Because uh, you are just you are just bit by hundreds of lice simultaneously. Ugh. I mean that's fair. That's nasty. Fallon's gonna make his way over to the sandbox also, but he's not actually gonna get in. He's gonna grab any kids around the outside and pull them out. You're going to like grab from the outside of the box and pull them out. You mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I need you to give me a willpower roll against the difficulty of seven, please. One success. That's all you needed. You're able to pull a couple of the other kids out of the sandbox. You also take one level of lethal damage. Xantha's going to go walk over to some of the crying children who aren't in the sandbox, away from the lice, and uh, calm them down with a uh, passion please stop crying <laughs> yeah, they're kids i'm not i'm not gonna make you yeah they're that. just like hey here, here's here's candy now shut the fuck up <laughs> thank <Yeah>. you uh, <laughs> after fouling gets his group of kids is there any body else in the sandbox or is that it there's two more kids on the sandbox just rolling around screaming covered in lice okay fallon's gonna point at the doctor and scream take care of them then he's gonna actually. The doctor looks at the, oh the the ones you pulled out. You mean okay? So yeah, the doctor yeah. looks them over and does what he needs to do, and you grab the other two. Yeah, he's gonna step and grab the other two and jump out. Phelan takes another level of lethal damage. You pull the kids out. Both you and Iggy are covered in lice. It takes another minute or so to like deal with the lice on your persons. You both take another level of lethal damage in the process of this. Damn. So, Phelan has taken three levels of lethal damage, and Iggy has taken two levels of lethal damage. And can I use my fortitude to try and soak that? Um, oh yeah, you have a point of fortitude. Yes. Uh, feel free to give me three fortitude rolls, please. Fortitude one. Uh, what difficulty? Six. Okay. Uh, one success on the first one. Okay. We one success on the second one. Okay. And fail on the third one. Okay, so you still took one level of lethal damage. Okay. I mean, you can still heal it. You can yeah, with blood. blood to, yeah, but I didn't want to heal it. But. I didn't want to use all that blood. That's fine. Uh, and he's going to call over to Iggy and say, use the blood like I, I think it was him that I showed how to 
use blood to heal himself. I forget who I was talking to during the last one. I don't remember. I think it was I me. Was I think it was Xanthro. Well, was you guys Anthro? would know at this point. Yeah, we would. Yeah. Other, so it'd be we, we would know. That's true. Yeah. So you guys, are you guys both going to use blood to heal yourselves is what you're telling me here? Yeah, and I'm down to nine total blood points now. Okay. Uh, Iggy would be down to seven. And Phelan is down to nine. Okay. Wait, when did I have Iggy use blood earlier? I don't know. Didn't, didn't, um... Damien had to use one point. Yeah, I don't think Iggy did. So, okay, Iggy, you're an yeah. That's fine. Whatever. All right. So, as you guys are sort of tending to your own wounds, you can see that, like, a bunch of teachers and students are just, are just fucking bolting. They're just gone. But there's this one kid kind of sitting off to the side and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden just out of nowhere he stands bolt upright his eyes just turn bright white and his hands just burst into flames and this is a kid this is the child, child yes which okay. is the child near us he's off to the side, yes. Uh, that real? Probably going to need to make either a courage or willpower roll for that if it's first. Oh yeah, all all three of you need to need to give me a willpower roll against the difficulty of seven because a child just fucking stood up and turned and his hands just burst into flames after you were just bitten by lice. It's it's been a time at this point. <laughs> One okay. Two. It was six, right? Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Uh, five. Successes. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. God damn. You see this child sort of like standing up, looking around at the different group, and he just looks at another child and just strikes them down with fire from his hand. Oh, oh shit. shit. No. Iggy coming in with the punch. <laughs> Fallon's gonna grab him and restrain him, and he's gonna use chemistry five. Give me one second while I look it up to encase him in a large concrete box with a covering on top. Okay. So let's resolve those in order. Iggy's going to do the Superman punch <laughs> on the child. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Iggy. He's not a I child would... anymore. <laughs> I would like Iggy to please give me a dexterity plus brawl roll at a difficulty of six. Because the, the child is not doing anything to avoid this. And because you have the skill, punching, you get to double up on your tens in the in the act of, and I cannot stress this enough, Superman punching a child. <laughs> He's not a child anymore. You, you flame up, you box up. <laughs> uh, what'd you say, six? Yes, sir. Five. 
six successes. Nice. <laughs> okay. So you now get strength I don't want plus to, five. But... You get strength plus five to punch out the child. <laughs> and since you have since you have the skill arm day, you now get to double your tens. <laughs> This is the most ridiculous sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Sorry, what was my target? A six? Six, yes, sir. And remember, it's strength plus five. Uh, that's four successes. Okay. So, you punch this kid in the mouth, and the kid goes sailing backwards and smacks into the wall. <laughs> Phelan then does... You said you're doing Shimistry 5 to lock this kid in uh, a, a, a prison of stone. Is he yeah. already inside the wall? <laughs> no, he's up against it. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's minus two willpower form. Correct. Which brings me down to two. No more willpower use for me. <laughs> so there's there's a pause as the, you see the stone block surrounding the kid, and then just the stone block that you have created just shatters. And the kid just comes walking back towards you with just the happiest look on his face. Iggy, punch him harder. He he does not show any physical damage from the fact that Iggy punched him quite hard. What the fuck? Did we just find a Super Saiyan? <laughs> uh... Gonna I'm go gonna make I'm gonna make a true faith roll to try and figure out what's going on. <laughs> and uh one second. What do you want that difficulty at since he's probably freaking out right now? Uh difficulty of nine. Damn. Okay, I failed, so Fuck, uh, Fallon's gonna scream for everybody to get away, get back, uh, get out, and he's gonna pull out his coca book. Okay. So, you guys are running away from the demon child, and you pull out the coca book, what are you, what are you gonna do with the coca book? He's gonna write in, uh, child buyer, uh, killed another kid. He burst right through my illusion and took a punch like a champ. <laughs> as you are as you are running, you hear the scream of another child dying in agony, so he has killed two children. Um there is a pause and Kalka goes Don't know don't know why this happened, but Child, Lyle Winstrom has epilepsy. Not anymore. Well, that doesn't help us with the fire. 
I would say, I would say, um, you you sort of have like a, a spark of inspiration, and you can make another another roll on true faith this time at a difficulty of seven. Okay, one success. Jesus Christ, how are we supposed to do that? Uh, this is going to go great. <laughs> well, specifically, it's Lord have mercy on my son, for he's epileptic and is very old, for often he falls into the fire and often into the water. Oh. And I brought him to your disciples, yeah. And they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and uh, perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I endure you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured that very hour. It's going to need to be an exorcism. So, uh... Not just an exorcism. An exorcism by the Son of Christ. Yeah. So, um... Listen, I'm not here to, like, tell you guys what to do. But maybe run. Yeah. So, uh... He fell. Fuck, this is probably going to be a humanity roll again, too. Uh, what are you doing? Fallon's going to tell the other two, there's literally nothing to do. We need to get the fuck out of here. Okay. No, I'm not going to make you make a roll on that, because there's literally nothing you can do. You saw Iggy quite clearly punch this kid <laughs> hard enough to fucking take out Mike Tyson, and the kid just laughed about it. Okay, uh... I don't fuck with Goku, son. Yeah, so they're gonna make their way back to the car, and Fallon's just gonna jump in the driver's seat. Okay, as you guys are fucking hauling rubber away from the school, you hear the radio come up, and you hear Greg go over all of the things that were going on as he was running towards the school to get very far away from City Hall. Greg, as you just finished radioing all of the stuff over to them, you see them peeling down the street and slam on the brakes in front of you. Radio still in hand. Hello. Get the fuck in. Um, I mean, I guess. It's it's like a little bit of a block down the street, so it's it's there's going to be a a visual indication that shit got real, but I can't really say that they would have any way of definitively discerning you know what's going on, such as it were. Giant mama, go 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 go. Stress stress during work work. So this is with that that that. gonna go and cross the bridge to put some distance between everything that's going on. Okay. So, you successfully, as a group, cross the bridge. 
Okay, uh, then he's just going to give a rundown of everything he saw and how there is now a literal demon at the school that needs to be exercised by Jesus Christ himself. Uh, do you think Kalka can get uh, Jesus here to make that happen? What do you think? He's got him on speed dial? He should. Well, I mean, how the fuck did we get here? I mean, we can't, can't XX. This is our size. This is him. him. Uh, okay, let me see one of those special books. You just have one in your hand suddenly. Oh. <laughs> we need Jesus. <laughs> Not there wrong. is a pause, and then Calc responds, Is this a sex thing? <laughs> Why would he think it's a sex thing? I'm going to really, really need an explanation on that one. Well, says Kalka, all I know about your culture is that whenever says somebody says something perverted, the response is usually, you all need Jesus. No, we literally need Jesus. Uh, Fallon gonna <laughs> grab his own book and just write in Matthew 15, 18. There's a pause, and then Kalka says, That's not going to be possible. Can do the giant grab grab someone's book again just right 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 why well a book appears in your hand as you're thinking that so Kalka responds simply with he's not on it's just not what 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 did you do do Run? Question mark. We did that. Xanthan's gonna take take her take her notebook and be and write. So Calca are you affiliated back, with? Hmm? So Calca responds back to Phelan's of "We did that." With is the demon child still there? Yes. Can you see the demon child? No. Then you have successfully run away. The problem has resolved itself. Continue on. I think he wants a notebook. There's I think we all have one. Iggy is Calco like... It. How many of these damn notebooks can work at a time? Calco just responds, yes. Interesting. So what were you saying, Damien? Did Kalka just run through the tech support like response tree? Is your Basically, is yeah. Your, is your problem still occurring? No? Then the problem is solved. Thank you. Please call again if you should have any further needs for assistance. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, is the, 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 the deem deem woman kid kid the, 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 the one one who call, calls the, 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 the five 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 fire? Who are you asking that question to? Call, 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 call. <laughs> you call, call, call. Him, yes. <laughs> he responds, I have no idea. 
do 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 you don't know how how long 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 we have me 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 probably about an hour I I turn turn did did everyone else there was a giant 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 mob back 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 they there where where are they going did you don't know no since we have the an hour out report want 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 to find find did it out 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 did it might as well point I don't think it will be worth. Anything. They were dragging children into City Hall. That was the last you saw of them. So, logistically speaking, they were headed into City Hall with children. And, uh... Would they technically be making their way towards a school for more children? No. Okay. They grabbed the kids from over by the, Lo the, the Lowen Bridge. Okay, uh... Fuck, okay. Uh, I don't think we can do anything for either of them now. Uh, we need to hurry up and try and figure this out more, and if we do, we'll be able to end it and save, hopefully, some people going on. Uh, the guy at the common was talking about find of the century. That sounds important. Maybe we should... All of them there real quick. And if um, this just, doesn't... Just just wondering, you know, there was like a Masonic key, and didn't you say that there was something else with the Masonic thing, and maybe we should go to the Masonic Lodge, just throwing ideas around. That seems I pretty legit. A to translate that book? <laughs> My question is, did Phelan tell Damien and Greg about the Masonic key. Uh, he didn't really mention it to anybody except the group when he pulled it out of his pocket to show him that he yeah. grabbed it. So Damien and Greg do not know about this and therefore cannot pose that question. But I thought he just said he showed it to us at the end of last session. Well, at the end of last session, you were all different, separated from one another. Mm -hmm. Would it not have come up on the whiteboard? Yeah, the I would have known about it from the whiteboard. It wouldn't have said anything specifically software. about that. It just showed the sequence of events. There's hundreds of lines uh, of dialogue of everything that happened, unless you picked out any one specific thing, or you have a Dedic memory, which I think only Karen has a Dedic memory. Yeah, but she ain't here, though. <laughs> okay, whatever. What about that key, Phelan? Phelan reaches into his pocket and uh, pulls it out and goes... Uh, this was in the book. Is that huh. a Masonic symbol on the key? Yeah. So Maybe we okay. should go check out the Masonic Lodge. <laughs> okay, we'll go So, we can go check out the Masonic Lodge and see what's there since we're on this side anyway. I... Wow, 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 we're head, head, dingo, oh, there, 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 I'm gonna, gonna, 
Look, look, you can get Fei Fei. You, you, you all right, right, right? Yeah, I'm good. It's fine. Everything's fine. I. We're going to take a quick break, everybody. We'll be back in a few minutes. Create a pentagram and summon Jesus. Uh, That's a good way to come back. We're back. We're going to summon Jesus in the literal opposite way that you're supposed to do it. I, but I, I re re that is definitely heresy. Look, man. That is definitely heresy. Vampire shit's weird. <laughs> it's not, not that, that weird. That, that weird. <laughs> The transmutation circle or the actual like heresy part of it is not weird. I mean, are we, are we doing some full metal alchemist shit? I was now? about to say, wait, what are we doing here? I think we've crossed into a different show. <laughs> I'd be offered. Well, are, are, is, is it the, the first, first one or brotherhood? I don't know. I've never watched that shit. <laughs> Shall, shall, wee, wee. Yes. Okay, so what are we doing here, guys? I mean, I'm personally still wanting to push towards the commons. Since uh, that sounded very important, mm -hmm. and then we can hit the north of the town afterwards and go from there. Oh, right, right, right. That uh, way we don't get sense. cut off again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're right next to it, anyways. Okay. Sounds good. Good. Okay. So you guys pop a Yui and head over to the commons. Yeah. Ahead. Yeah, I just needed a second to get to the actual page here. Mm. <clears throat> In, insert Jeopardy music. <laughs> so, But at a higher frequency, so we don't get DMCA'd. Yes. As you guys pull up to the commons, you can see at a distance, like there's still the whole shit's going weird over by City Hall, but it's far enough away that it's not impacting you in any meaningful way. Mm -hmm. And it appears as though the doctor that is sitting there with all of his equipment doesn't seem to have noticed it at all, strangely. You would think all of the screaming and the chanting would have got his attention, but no. He's just sitting there with a lot of boxes and jars and containers around him. As the police roll up, he hops to his feet and just sort of looks like he's, he's rubbing his hands together and looking very excited. Doctor? I'm guessing you get out of the car and walk over to him. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Just gonna yell so the group the car, walks over okay. to him and he introduces himself and excitedly shakes everyone's hand. Hi, I'm Dr. Cody Wallace. Thank you all so very much for coming. He's... Like, he's buzzing. He's almost shaking with excitement. He says, come, 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 come. Let me show you. I found the find of the century. 
and he brings you over to where he was sitting and you can see there's a bunch of glass specimen jars and containers things of that nature containing a lot of different insects grasshoppers flies beetles and so on mm -hmm. i mean they're pretty mundane they're pretty you know buggy mm -hmm. so he says yes yes take a look take a look it's amazing what, what, what? No, no, I need, I need independent confirmation. If I tell you it poisons it, I need you to look at them and confirm. What, what? They're bugs. Okay, uh, Fallon's gonna kind of, uh, quirk an eyebrow, then walk over to where specimen jars are and pick one up to look at it. Okay. You don't need to do any kind of a roll. As soon as you pick up the jar and start spinning it around, you can see that there's a grasshopper inside of it. Oh. But it only has four legs. What? Uh, keeping the one jar in his one hand, he picks up another jar with another insect to take it's a look a at that one. It's a common house fly, and you can see it kind of buzzing around doing whatever. When it lands, you look at it, and again, you don't even need to make a roll. It's only got four legs. What is it? The uh, bugs are missing two of its legs. Uh, he turns back to the doctor and just kind of moves his finger between all the jars and goes, is it the same for all of them? Yes. Yes. All of them have four legs. And it doesn't appear as though they were amputated or damaged. It's as if they were never formed at all. Isn't it amazing? It's the find of the century. What makes it so important? Well, insects by nature have six legs. The fact that there are insects here with four legs is, is astronomical. This has never been observed in the wild, ever. This is amazing. It is beyond comprehension. I just found all of them here in the common area. Uh, 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 did, did, did. Hmm. Um, I I would like 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 look look around around to the the com com for bugs. While not much during under my breath, breath the thing Greek Greek about how much bugs are the worst. So as you're sort of looking around for bugs, you notice that things are bad at the moment. There's horrified screaming coming from Park Street. The restaurant across the street from you guys has been completely shuttered. And there's still, like, faint stains of iced tea on the windows. The river nearby is just purple. It's, it's not a great period of time at the moment. And then suddenly, as you are sort of looking around, just the wind just whips past you through the field nearby at a speed and a, a force that you are pretty sure is not natural. Mm -hmm. It feels like a tornado, but it's being directed downward blowing away hats, picnic blankets, and leaves just down and outward away from the center of the park. 
I, I would did it like 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 did it head head that way way. Okay. All the rest of you can clearly notice that this is happening as well. By the by. Um, you said it feels like it's coming like down. Yes, it's impossibly directed downwards. Can I look up? It's an upside down cone of sorts. So it's literally an upside down tornado, just going into the center of the park. Attempting to move into it after you get beyond a certain point is pretty much impossible with how hard the winds are pressing against you and throwing you backward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as you watch, you can see the center of the storm is sort of compressing and forming together, just smashing together particles of dirt and dust smashing into one another. And then as you watch, it's swirling together with a form of agency and then eventually just appears to take the shape of a man. Okay. Um, Hope it doesn't catch on fire. Can we call out to them? After a moment, the wind just kind of dissipates, and the dust and the dirt solidify. And as the last of the dust starts to go away, you can see it's because this man, who is bald and completely naked, breathes it in. That's probably not healthy. He stops, looks at all of you, then turns and walks away to the east, disappearing into a group of impossibly tall trees that two seconds ago were not there. Oh, guys, do we have to chase this dude? Iggy, go get him. (laughs) (laughs) Iggy, go get him. (laughs) This is your problem. (laughs) I'll head, head that right way. Okay. Oh, yeah. I am. Um, yeah, gonna head that way also. I would like to before I start walking that way. I want to pull out my gun. Okay. So you guys walk the to the, the group of trees. Mm-hmm. I just want that to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else is pulling out their guns and they're walking forward. And Damien's like, "Listen, my hand turned to dust today." I I think I've done enough. I watched that man eat dust. Therefore, he could eat my hand. <laughs> that fuck that. <laughs> it's like, listen, my day has been bad enough. Thank you. I'm, just, I'm, gonna, wait I'm uh, gonna wait here by the car. I almost died today again. No, Damien. Of course, we'll go with everybody. I mean, Before... to be fair, having your hand turned to dust was oh. definitely a traumatic experience. I would understand, but yeah. Okay, so everybody walks over to the trees. There's a lot of fucking trees. It, it Just looking at the trees that were literally not there two seconds ago, it's mm-hmm. dense with foliage. It seems like it would be almost impossible to navigate through. And then as you stand there looking at the trees, like a noise behind you sort of causes you to turn around and you see another tree that was literally not there 30 seconds ago is just right behind you. It's huge, bigger than any tree that you have seen in the town so far. Radiantly healthy and covered in fruit of some indeterminate type that you have never seen before. Um, what kind of fruit? I literally just said <laughs> indeterminate <laughs> type that you have never seen before. That came out wrong. I'm sorry. That's fine. It looks very tasty, but you've never you've never seen this before. The tree also looks like it has just been there forever. It looks older than you, and it was not there 30 seconds ago. 
Whoa. The fruits, the fruits are beautiful and red, and they just, they don't really seem to have a shape that is definable by your mind. Every time you look at them and attempt to focus on what they might be, it just becomes something else to your eyes. There's no other way to describe it. You can't, you can't imagine a proper shape or design for them. Xanth's gonna walk up to the tree. Okay. Uh, Fallon's gonna follow her because he thinks he knows what's going on, but he's trying to get the verse in his head. Okay. Okay. Xanth's gonna reach up and grab one of the fruits. Fallon's gonna dart his hand out and grab her arm to keep her from uh, getting the fruit. Okay. So her hand is sort of restrained. Uh, just one second. I know what this is, so I'm looking up the Bible verse right now. Uh, Mark, do you know what it is real quick? Just so I don't need to read through all of Genesis. <laughs> there you go. Oh, wait. Oh. Okay. Uh, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. What if we're already uh, dead? That's true. It shouldn't. That's actually really good logic. Yeah, I mean, there's a good yeah. chance that could, like, actually kill you. Like, oh. you be gone. Well, let's give it to someone else, then. So. No. See, see, they no, die from no. eating it. Why? They're gonna die anyway in like, what, thirty minutes till the meteors come? It's not gonna matter. You know, that's I actually mean, not the worst argument I've ever heard. But it's not the best argument I've ever heard. Through enough today. Whereas, I mean, we're gonna come back in thirty minutes too. So that's the big exactly. Deal. Yeah, but hey, Iggy. Yes. Oh. oh no, this tree is so beautiful. I need you to give me a willpower roll, please. All right. Against a difficulty of ten. Ten? Oh fuck. <laughs> well <laughs> hug this tree. Let's see. One more. Well I'll let you guess how many tens I got. <laughs> One? No. <laughs> Did you get any ones? No! <laughs> okay, so you didn't botch you failed. Iggy, you feel compelled to pick one of the fruits from the tree. Can I grab, grab him, him? Are the fruits within reach? Yeah, you're pretty tall. Oh, okay. Well, can, can, can I grab, grab him? I mean, he's got a fruit in his hand. You can grab him now if you want to. And did it knock, knock? The fruit, fruit. Did it out, out? Did it? Don't mess with my fruit, Ari. I'm strong, strong. Than you, you. Oh, no, you're not. He bought a point of strength today. We'll I have posted attendances. Yeah, so it, it evens out. He's got four strength, and you've got two strength and two potents. I, you know, one arm day coming on, down on you. <laughs> try, try, try meet me. Hey, you I'm going to need you to give me another willpower roll, please. Did to a small child. Can I try, try? Did not... Uh... I get to reroll my ten. Maybe I'll get more than nope. That, that's a that's a no successes because there was a one. Wait, you got a ten? A ten and a one, and uh, then I rerolled the ten and didn't get any, another one. So 
<sighs> okay, um, so then we're going to make this a contested action. Uh, both of you give me a strength roll against a difficulty of six, please. Yes, sir. Just did it a strength, strength. Oh, you can, God. You can also use your potence against them as well, yes. You won't need to. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I only got one. <laughs> okay, so you can see Iggy attempting to put the fruit into his mouth, but Ari is successfully able to restrain his arm from eating the fruit. Snap, snap, out, out, out. Can I drop it with that hand, grab it with the other hand, and then try and eat it? Uh, give me a dexterity roll plus your celerity. <laughs> At a difficulty of six. Uh, celerity is a multiplier, right? I think or it's is, just an added. I don't think it's it just addition. addition. Okay. Yeah, it like allows you to do additional actions simultaneously. Right, right, right. Okay. I mean, if you want to spend a point of blood to eat this fucking fruit, <laughs> then <laughs> right. you can That's do that. That works. I forgot. What's what's my target again? Six. Difficulty That's a botch. Six, yeah. <laughs> you drop the fucking apple and end up kicking it. No! Can I grab his uh, the wrist? Wrist did now now. I mean, if you want to. No, no. Take take him away from here if you have him restrained, just so he snaps out of it. I I'm giggy gonna drag drag him out 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 to the woods. Okay. You noticed mm -hmm. that Damien was aiming to shoot the fruit out of his hand. That didn't work. Fair enough. Wow. What if you hit me? Or me, me, me. You guys are going to be dead in 20 you, minutes. You fucking you care. Have, you have potence. <laughs> that that d d means nothing. Not the, 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 <laughs> That's true. Right. Right. She would need fortitude. Oh, vamp yeah. Vampire self-bullets is smashing damage, so it's fine. That's true. You'd be fine. So I'm going to get out. Plus, I just did a marksmanship competition thing. Uh... Fallon's going to walk over and stomp on the fruit, grind it into the ground so nobody else gets a sudden urge to pick it up. Then he's nope, going to uh, get... Fallon, mm -hmm. I'm going to need to give you, I'm going to need you to give me a true faith roll against the difficulty of, uh, against the difficulty of eight, please. Okay. One success. Okay. You're successfully able to stomp on the fruit without a problem. He goes up and puts his hand on the tree bark and says a prayer. Then he turns back and says, uh, to anybody who's still around in the group, original sin. Wait, what? Say that again? Original sin? The original sin was eating from the tree of life. Mm -hmm. or the tree of, oh. tree of life, not knowledge. I, <laughs> shit. No, wait, I we know what you mean. Because that's what... We have knowledge, yes, that's fine. It's fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. Got him yeah. kicked out of the Garden of Eden. <laughs> right. Banished, so... Uh, you have so no idea what eating the fruit from this tree is going to do, but presumably it is probably the tree, the tree of knowledge. Yeah. So, hmm. uh, that's the uh, quote he gave with tree of knowledge, and it's a... Uh, that's why I figured it was tree of knowledge, so... Okay, uh, 
So this is here. This is pretty much Garden of Eden. I wonder if the angels that came in were tempted and ceased to exist. That's why they all of a sudden disappeared. If we get banished from this garden, we're banished from life. With that, he just shakes his head and walks away from it, uh, looking around to see if there's anything else that's piquing interest to him. Not at the moment. Wait, so wait. What you're saying is this is the tree of life, right? Well, tree of knowledge. Tree of knowledge, yes. Yes. <clears throat> As Xanthra says... <clears throat> The tree of life, right? Tree okay. Of uh, Fallon will shake his head and say, "No, it's knowledge." Knowledge. Okay. Um. Anyways, so if I'm right, and uh, maybe, but Adam and Eve are related to this somehow, right? Yes. Yeah, so, basic gist of the story is that Adam and Eve were tempted by the devil in a snake form to eat the forbidden fruit. And uh -huh. this was one of the uh, rules that God put in that specifically said you do not do. You can eat of anything within the garden except upon this tree. From there, they were tempted to eat the fruit and were banished from the Garden of Eden. Okay. So... Did Adam and Eve bear any children or anything like that? Cain and Abel. Abel, yep. Cain and Abel. So, you know, your guy's great, 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 granddaddy. I was getting to that connection. All right. Quick one on that street. So, hmm. Would it be wrong to think that this is a simulation from Cain, in a way? You're saying we're in the Matrix? <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say the Matrix. I mean, listen, I woke up one day and, you know... I'm, I'm drinking blood and other shit. It's ridiculous. So it's not too out there, is it? I mean, when you look at it that way, then perhaps. But if you're in a Matrix-type environment somewhere, a simulation, what do you think's going to happen? You eat it and just wake up? Are you trying to red pill, blue pill? Well, I don't want to eat it. I'm just trying to figure out. Because we have a lot less time than we did for something else. So I'm trying to rule out things at the bottom of this. Because right now, for me, as, you know, I'm just seeing a bunch of weird, freaky shit going on. And I'm watching, like, lips fall off of people and blood spraying everywhere. And, like, if this was a movie, it'd be cool as shit. But... This is fucking freaky, dude. 
I'm trying to get this done. Because if I see one more, like, flaming child, I'm going to flip out. Are you willing to take the risk of being poofed from existence when we don't need to be? No, I don't want to eat it. Okay. I was going to make someone no. else eat it. So, how about this? Are you willing to risk somebody else poofing out of existence to satisfy your own knowledge? Yes. I I can't. <laughs> I can't do that myself. I mean, well, I, I get it, but I don't really... We We know what's here. We know what's here right now. I will tell we you can... that I'm not going to permanently kill any of your characters if you do anything with this. Yeah. Oh, um, I thought we were still talking about, like, random town person number five. Yeah, I I'm thought just saying, like, random like you, can, you can force a random town person to eat it, though most everybody is sort of run away at this point, so that's going to be a bit difficult. We We know it's here. It's a trump card if we need to. We can run back and grab one if we're running short on time, if this is what I think it is. <clears throat> okay. I, I trust you, Phelan. You know more about this shit than I do. Sorry, uh, stuff. It's... I just don't know enough about how it will actually react because things are being taken very literally so far. And... I can't risk it just expelling somebody from existence. At least not yet. Let Karen do it next time. I think that would still kill you. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't notice. Yeah, but if it expels the body, it'll expel both minds of your crazy kooked up. Right, Rain. that's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, like, then she'll be gone. Then Sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah, I'll be fine. Interject, but the smell of brimstone is definitely getting sm uh, stronger. Then how are we going to explain this to Tony when we get back? Who farted? Uh, oh, Falmanola. hey, it's that gross stuff again. Greg has been pretty consistently smelling it since being in the area of the common. It's just getting more and uh, more and more strong for him. Oh, okay. Xanthor would have been able to smell it to a certain extent as well due to her higher aspects. Aspects again. Fucking aspects. <laughs> aspects. I'm using that. Aspects. Hmm. It's like aspects, but it's only for looking at butts. I want that. No, you don't. Anyway. <clears throat> Like a in the distance, you hear a whistling noise. Is it like a person whistling or like like a something like whistling flying? It it vaguely sounds like the sound that you would expect to hear when an atomic bomb is making uh, landfall. Hey guys, I think the meteors are coming again. And then as you look a meteor completely lands in the middle of the JNP launch counter and just firebombs the fuck out of it. I was right. 
So do you want to sit here and die or see if we can jump off the cliff? Kind of running at this point, we can't get away. But before we go, at least we have this trump card and we can talk to Kalka about it when we wake back up again. Ah. I'm trying to see if there's anything near you guys that would be particularly likely to deal with anything. So as you guys are standing there in the common, you can clearly see that the folks over at the city hall are just like chanting and setting fire to things. You can see the little epileptic boy come walking up the street and the people from the, the town hall start like running at him to capture him and he just starts nuking all of them with his flame hands. <laughs> it's the human torch. Bazing, bazing. And then the last thing you see as you're standing in the common is not the fire coming, the, the, the flaming meteors coming at you, but a wall of fish just coming up the street. A wall of fish? A wall of fish. What kind of fish? Tuna. As it gets closer, it clearly smells like tuna. <laughs> okay. Somebody tipped over the can. Uh, well. So basically, you are this is you you died as you lived, drowned in fish and hit by meteors. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. You know, typical Monday. Typical Monday. <laughs> okay. Yay. We time for time for the, the points of experience. Now that you have been drowned by fish. And hit by meteor. And hit by meteor. <laughs> yeah. That can't have smelled good. Yeah, the like both of those things alone smell no. terrible, but you get both of them and then it's just like awful. I thought they kinda of cancel each other out though. Like it's so I've, one's so bad, the other's no. so like like I've never smelled burnt tuna, but I'm pretty sure it does not smell good at all. I don't think it works really? like a double negative. I think it's just bad. Also, remember <laughs> that, like, worse. four of you have auspex. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Everybody gets one automatic experience point as per normal. Ari, what did you learn today? Um, there, there's some stuff, stuff about out there, there, there. This is way more, more mess, mess, did it up, than just, just did it. What, what happened? in Chicago, and did she, she get it out now? Empathize with Lilin. Get, get, your cloak clothes. This is ru, ru, Fair. Gregory, what did you learn today? Um. That things were very, very basic in the 1930s. Like, the ice chest is, like, the most basic ice chest it can be. Um, and, like, just how, like, people thought then compared to how we think now. Like, they're, like, forms of, um, uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I don't know. Like, just, like, forms of thought of, like, people who are, like, Two people live together, automatically lesbians, <laughs> you know, and like, I have to keep an eye on their store. I'm going to do something about it. Fair. Damien, what did you learn today? 
Aside from the oh. fact that all the people in the town are fucking intolerant bigots. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, it was the 30s. I, I don't think I, I did not, not know that. Um, I think I knew I it. It was just like how they go about it is interesting. Like compared to how people do it now. Because people now are just on Facebook like, I hate people because of X. Where they were like, I'm going to go sit in their store. Still going to give them business, but you better believe I'm watching them. Yeah. Uh, Damien also learned that having his hand disappear is a little traumatic. I mean, among other things. <laughs> it's pretty Sample, fair. What did you learn today? Because Karen was only here for five minutes, so she didn't have time to learn shit. That's true. Xantha learned that Kalka and Jesus may not be part of the same tribe, if you catch my drift. Okay. Iggy, what'd you learn today? Uh, shit's fucked up. Uh, new cans midget. Um... New cans midget? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, the, the demon kid. Demon child. The devil. Oh, new can. Nuke hands. Yeah, nuke hands, not yeah, new yeah. cans. Oh, oh. Nuke. I thought they were talking about like new cans. For some reason, I thought he was talking about like a small person with like breast enlargement <laughs> surgery, and I was just right. like, I don't, I missed that part, and I was role playing the damn. <laughs> and I wrote the story. <laughs> Sorry, nuke hands, midget. Child. I mean, he was, he was a child. So he wasn't a midget. He was a well, child. Well, compared to me, he was a midget. All right? Fine, fine, uh, fine. The Kalka books, you can have like as many of them as you want. Yes. Um, frogs are easy to catch, and uh, yeah, just overall, shit, shit's, shit's weird, man. Okay. Phelan, what did you learn today? That seems like things that are just metaphor or almost fable like within the. Bible are being taken literally at this point. Okay. So uh, he's being very careful about what he does or what he allows other people to do. Right. Okay. And for role playing, I think everybody did great today. I'll give you all two points. Yay! If you wanna, if you wanna right. take a moment to you know shout out your groups and like talk about what people did, that's fine. But I think y'all just did rad today in general. I don't know if I'd call it role playing, but Iggy not even hesitating to Superman punch a kid was awesome. He's not a kid anymore. <laughs> like he he saw straight through like this is not a child and just fucking right in his, right in the face, just punched him right in the mouth. Um, equal heights, yeah. equal rights. <laughs> he just like saw <laughs> through it and fucked him up. As far as overall failing was on point again. And as far as heroism goes, I don't know if anybody did anything especially heroic. I don't know. Iggy Superman Iggy punched a kid. Going into life, he's... I'll give him that. Uh... No, I think punching a demon child is pretty heroic. I mean, uh, <laughs> those, those two running into the lice to save the kids. 
Oh yeah, yeah they okay, did that, do that. That's a good one. That's a good one. Right. That was oh, definitely yeah. overshadowed by punching a kid. Yes. Yeah, that got kind of gotten after after saving the children that you then punched them <laughs> for a wall. And of course, Xanther for talking to children in the first place. Look, he was epileptic, okay? So I punched he, him. He nuked another kid with his new kids. Uh, technically <laughs> two that you saw. Probably several more that you didn't. Also, oh, shit. all of the men of City Hall. Yeah. Okay, that kid's awesome. Punched. He destroyed government. He clapped for that. I mean, to be fair, the government was doing who knows what with children that they were dragging into City Hall. Right? So. Yeah. True. But okay. That does it for me. If anybody has anything for me, you know, let me know. Otherwise, I'll turn it over to MPI and we'll wrap up. Oh, excuse me. I was yawning. Oh, all right, guys. I think that does it for session 19. Uh, we haven't exactly solved the problem, but we are, uh, I think we're on a pretty good path here to, to fixing it hopefully next week. So um, if you guys are listening to the audio podcast, thank you. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, thanks. Feel free to leave comments below. We always like to hear what people think of the episode and um, what you think uh, is going on what you think of Iggy punching a kid, whatever it is, let us know. <laughs> We'd like to hear it. Uh, so, guys, we'll be back next Monday. We'll have your recap available, and then uh, on Monday night we will have the session. So, guys, thank you again for listening or watching, and we will uh, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.